Welcome to the Wednesday Night Tailgate, where the tailgate party never ends. I'm your host, Drill Sarnzi, and after a week off, we are back, baby, with some exciting pro football talk for you. But I will be remiss if I did not bring on my tag team partner for this evening. I cannot do the show without him. You listen to him right here on the Wednesday Night Tailgate for all the F-bombs he is about to drop. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mike fucking Ruick. What the fuck is going on, Sarge? Not much, man. How you doing? Yeah, pissed off as always. Uh, yeah, I feel like it's been forever since I talked to you. Oh, yeah. Yeah? And you're pissed, so let's get right into it. Our New York Mets go into this weekend, up a game on the Braves. All we need to do is really win one game against the Braves to control our own destiny. And what do our Mets do but get swept by the Atlanta Braves and shit the bed? Roic. Yep. How how are you yep. feeling? How do you think I'm fucking feeling? Probably like how do you think? Fucking angry. Yeah, I, I'm fucking livid. Livid. Absolutely livid. Embarrassed of what this fucking team has done over the last month of September. It's fucking horrendous. It's atrocious. It's an abomination. It's fucking embarrassing what the fuck we're doing. We did. Not even doing. Did. Did. It happened. It's done. It's done. Can't wait to get fucking swept by the Padres. No, come on. We're not going to get swept by the Padres. Oh, we're going to get swept by the Padres. What what makes you think anything less? What makes you think anything less? The shit performance at DeGrom... And Scherzer and Bassett has put out in the last month, not even the last week, the last month. Very disheartening. I will. I can't. I can't argue with that. Disheartening is not the word. Unbelievable is more of the word. They can't fucking pitch. They can't get out of the sixth inning. The home runs left and right. DeGrom used to go out, used to lose games by one. Now he's losing them by 14. I, you know, I can't. And it's not even, you can't even blame the defense because they'll get him a lead and then they'll blow it. Or the offense, rather. You can't even blame the offense because they'll get him a lead and then they'll blow it right the next fucking inning. Two back to back home runs. Back to back. To give him a lead this weekend. Back to back. Twice. Twice. This is what I'm talking about. Same fucking Mets. And I've said it. I said it. It's the same Mets. Feels different. But is it? No. No, it's not. Ten game lead in June. Ten and a half game lead June 1st. And we're going to lose the division. Guess what? Braves are up on the fucking Marlins right now, one nothing. They just started the game. Yeah. It's what's crazy is we're gonna win hundred games and not win the division. It's insane. Yep. But a hundred plus games and not win the division. Yeah. And I, um, I don't want to hear all this other bullshit with, with all these fucking people, these optimistic Mets fans. We're still the Mets. We're still the Mets. It doesn't fucking matter. We, we had an easy path, an easy path. You had to beat the A's. You had to beat the Cubs. You had to beat the Nationals. What happened? 
What happened? Lost. What happened? Lost. That's nine games right there. Lost. Nine. Nine. Let's re- let's repeat that. You got swept by the Cubs. You got swept by the Nationals. That's six games. You win one out of those three series. You're not in this predicament. You're not. You win one game against the Braves, and guess what? Guess what? Hold your destiny. To me, to me, what was really disheartening about this, Ruick, was that we had DeGrom and Scherzer and Bassett, like our top three starters, going for us, mm-hmm. set up for this weekend, and you lose all three games. Not that mm-hmm. Scherzer and DeGrom were terrible, but they weren't Scherzer and DeGrom. You know, the seven innings, mm-hmm. one-run performance that you expect from these guys in a big game is why you have them, and that was the – advantage that I thought the Mets had to kind of even the balance when you played a team like say the Braves or the Dodgers who are better than us offensively but we had the pitching to kind of offset that and then I don't think that they're better than us offensively I don't if Marte is in the fucking is in the fucking lineup it's a different story it's well, the yes. fact that if he's not there all of a sudden fucking Pete shrinks uh Lindor shrinks McNeil's the only one hitting, and everybody else around him mm-hmm. fucking shrinks. Everybody. Everybody. And then you got asshole throwing in fucking, if I ever see James McCann behind a fucking plate this entire postseason, I'm going to lose my shit. Well, you're going to lose your shit because we're going to see him. No. I don't Who give a fuck about Nino, Nino, Nino's fucking knees. Let him fucking get injured. Put Alvarez in there. I don't give a fuck. Tell you, you're going to see McCann. That's who you're going to see. And then you're going to lose, and then you're going to get swept. So there's your caveat there. Well, I don't think we're going to get swept, okay? Oh, we're going to get swept. If, 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 fuck, I'm telling you now, if fucking James McCann is behind the fucking plate, we're getting swept. Game is a loss. He's batting 133 or 143. 143 yeah. on a playoff team. Yeah. I, lo- I love the doc jumping in, you know, with the Padres. You know what, doc? You have more, you have your own fucking problems to worry about with the damn Yankees. Okay. So don't, don't even jump in on this, this Mets talk here, but it's the same old Mets. This is late nineties Mets all over again, going down to Atlanta with a chance to win the division and getting swept. I don't know. Wh- I don't know why, why I got excited and thought something different was going to happen, bro. This happens all the time. You think the Mets are fine? Because you turned into an because you turned into an optimistic Mets fan, the worst kind of Mets I fan know. that there is. Yes, and then and then they rip it rip it away from me. Like like I should I should have known better. I should have known this was going to happen. Right? That we get yep. swept. You should have fucking fuck, fuck me, man. I literally said to my wife as we were sitting down watching the game. I said, "We just cannot lose. We just cannot get swept." That is the worst case scenario for it. We just cannot get swept. We need to win one. And what happened? Yep. Swept. Yeah. You think with Scherzer, DeGrom, and Bassett, you could, you could get one win, right? No, nothing. So that's my point. You're gonna go up against. You're gonna go up against right. that. You're gonna put that shit out there uh, in the wild card. What gives me confidence? I hate to tell you, it's two games, and the two best pitchers that we're supposed to have, the pocket rockets, the 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 two fucking aces that we're supposed to have on this team, got. Rocked. Rocked. Yeah. Well, here's the only thing I can take from this, Ruick, is that 
and this will be probably the last thing we talk about the Mets for tonight when we get to the football talk, um, is that I'm kind of glad the team's facing a little bit of adversity now and see how they react with a little bit of time instead of the first time they face adversity is in the playoffs and say DeGrom and Scherzer both get rocked and now you're down 2-0 and that's when you're facing adversity. I'd rather it now and see maybe they can, you know, kind of get back into the groove of things. So when wait wait when do you expect them to get out of it? It's been a fucking month. You couldn't win a fucking baseball game in the month of September. Well, it's now it's October. It's, we've changed changed the calendar. So I'm hoping, like I said, you get you lost in September. You lost in October too. I mean, the, well, the fucking Braves the- series was just fucking two days ago. That was October. I know. I know. Well, let's hope we get right against the Nationals, and then we can beat the Padres in the wild card round, and then see what happens when we play the Dodgers. I'm not optimistic, but I, hey, maybe we can I, turn around. No, no, no. You cannot. You cannot double down on this. You cannot I'm double not back on this. You cannot double back on this. You have to double down on this. You have to now be the optimistic Mets fan. You have to. It's your. It's now your stamp. Fine, it's my stamp. I will be the optimistic Mets fan. I will watch the games. I will cheer for them and hope that we make a deep run into the postseason, okay? There we go. That's the I like to hear. There we go. Um, now, what I want to get into is because we haven't really talked in two weeks. Well, you know, we you know we see what's going on, but we, we've stayed off this one topic since it happened two weeks ago, and we have not been able to talk about it. And I'm talking about we it. We haven't been able to talk about it. Well, I'm saying me and you have not talked together yeah. about right? And I want to get – I've been on Crapper's show now twice talking about the Tua situation, and now I want to get your take on how the Dolphins handled this, this – and the NFLPA handled this whole Tua thing. It, horribly. Absolutely horribly. That's why somebody lost their job because they're fucking horrible. And it shouldn't stop at that, at that independent doctor. I'm not going to say he or she because we don't know the, the gender or what they are of, of, of who got fired of the NFL. You know what it comes down to, which I heard today, which was fascinating? It came down to the Dolphins. It literally came down to the Dolphins' medical staff, the Dolphins' doctors. That's what it came down to, and they let him go out there. You knew everybody in America, everybody in America, I don't give a shit if you've never watched football in your life, if you've ever watched anything in your life, The way that he got up and stumbled and fell right back down, he had a concussion. Why was he put back in that game? I called about this the morning, man. I called about this. Sometimes you have to protect the player from themselves. They all are competitors. They all have a drive to win. They all have the the tenacity and and the heart to go out there and perform and do their best. And every fucking athlete feels like, if I'm out there, that's my best. This gives us the best chance to win. But guess what? Your health, your long-term health is a little bit more important than winning a fucking football game in fucking September. It's more important. Then you go back. Okay, short week. That's the key is the short week. You played on Sunday, and you play on Thursday. Here's the problem. You knew that your head wasn't right. You knew it. 
You knew it, and you hit it. I blame more of Tua. He's not. He's not innocent in this. He's not because you have to know your body. Sometimes you have to take a step back and go, "Yo, I, I can't, can't go, can't go. This is not. You know, I'm foggy. I, I, I'm. I've had concussions. Sometimes I've had undiagnosed concussions where I, I get hit, don't even know it. Two days later, I have a fucking pounding headache and light and nausea. It happens. Second impact syndrome is a real thing. I've had it. No fucking joke. I guess my thing, when you're saying all this, right? It, we can't even, I, to me, I don't blame the Dolphins. Because if an independent doctor tells them he's fine, and Tua says, I'm good to go, what, what is the coach supposed to do if the doctor tells him he's fine? And the coach is supposed to protect him from himself. Yeah, but if if the doctor tells you the player is cleared, is it coach the independent do- the independent doctor? I get it. I listen, listen. As I literally just said, it doesn't always show up that impact, that sudden impact. It comes about two days, a day later. Leave two alone. Well, look who it is. Who is? <laughs> Is it a, the great return of tieback? Leave my Tua alone, please. Look, <laughs> can you believe tieback is back? Oh, oh, come on! No, I, I don't. You, you got to sit down for two seconds because I'm not talking. I, I'll talk to you in a minute. <laughs> I have a bone to pick with. Go ahead, Rook. Oh, don't tell me I fucking... Did we break them? I don't know. Here's what I... I want to get your, your... As a Dolphins fan, I want to get your take on it. Well, let's get Ruick back. Um, but... What happened? I don't know. We couldn't hear you. You said you had something, and then you stopped... We couldn't hear you. Oh. So. so, this is what I was saying. I blame everybody. I blame Tua. I blame fucking Mike McDaniels. I blame the independent medical staff. I blame fucking Dolphins medical staff. I blame Tua's parents. I blame Tua's grandparents for birthing him. Wow. Like, this is the problem. You're, I understand, but at some point, somebody has to be the spearhead to de- defend somebody from themselves. It has to happen. Hello, Tyback. How are you? I'm great, Mr. Ruick. How are you guys doing? Good. Where the fuck were you when the Dolphins were fucking undefeated? Um, busy. And then all of a sudden, now they lose a game. Now big bad tieback has to come in and shit on their grave because he's the Dolphins fan, and now the fucking world's falling apart. What the fuck, tieback? That's how I roll. <laughs> all right. So, so here's, I, here's hold on. on. But I, well, I want to say this first, tieback, and then then I want to get you. Is I just don't say if the doctors have cleared him and Tua says he's fine to play. To me, the coach has. Get a third opinion. Get a third opinion. They got the independent neurologist, and then you got the medical staff, and then he passed tests all like three days leading up to the football game, and he's saying he's fine. Uh, What are you supposed to do? Because sometimes a concussion isn't always just, oh, he's concussed. There's some kind of hammer. 
And we lost Ruick again. All right, Jai wants to speak too. Jai, just you come on, but we're going to get – Tyback is going to go first, and then we'll get your thoughts on this too as well, Jai. Go ahead, Tyback. So first off, the guy that got that fired, Rappaport said that it was mainly by the way that he handled himself during the interview process on what happened. It wasn't basically by how he what he did. I guess he was a dick to them, and they said, fuck off, <laughs> and they got rid of him. But it basically goes onto him and a little bit onto the Dolphins, um, what's it called, medical staff. That's it. It doesn't go onto the coach. It doesn't go onto anybody else because <clears throat> they listen to the doctors. If the doctors say, hey, you're good to go, you're good to go. If you get hurt and then and you can't go to work for a week, and then on the seventh day, the doctor's like, okay, you're good to go to work. What's your employer going to say? Time to your go back to work. Your employer going to say, get your ass to work and start working. Mm-hmm. That's, what, that's what McDaniel did. He was told that Tua could play. Tua said, hey, I'm up to it. He played. It, it, it is what it is. Tua, he's Mr. Glass. He breaks very easily, as we could clearly see. And like, and, and what's it called? Doc said, I want Skylar Tom, Thompson in there. Give the kid a, a, a goddamn chance. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Tyback. Jai. Teddy B. You Teddy B and his stupid hair. All right. We want to welcome Jai to the program. I had a great time when Jai came on with us after the Super Bowl. Um, Jai, thanks for tuning in. I, I see you want to get on this tour talk, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, good to be uh, back on, gentlemen. Been a long time since February. Hope everybody is uh, doing well. Um, I'll take it from this perspective. Uh, watching the game live, uh, of course, as a diehard Cincinnati Bengals fan, as you all know, I looked at it like this. He just sh- he should have never of played Thursday night. And Ruick, you are a thousand percent correct. He, Zuick, I just combined Tua's name and yours. <laughs> I like that. I like that. But he, he should have never been in the game. And you do have, and you do blame Tua, and you do have to blame. And I blame the head coach more than Tua because Tua. And listen, we've, I think for the most part, we've all played in some form or form of fashion. Uh, at least varsity high school sports and how you have that attitude in a game where you just can't let your team down and you'll move heaven and earth. And if that means you literally have to die on the field of play, that's what's going to take because you're in that arena and in that competitive environment and you have that competitive spirit within you. But where the coach screwed up and he's young first year, I get it. But he has to have enough wherewithal, enough common sense to save Tua from himself. I mean, you can, I mean, you have to, I don't know if you guys have either discussed this. You guys have been on for about 23 minutes. I don't know if you guys have discussed this or not. But there was an interesting story when Mike Tomlin was on The Pivot, which is Ryan Clark's little podcast that he has. He discussed this earlier this summer on the show that he did with him. Ryan Clark has sickle cell disease which makes it extremely hard to breathe in high altitudes. He wanted to play Pittsburgh. Remember when they had the the Tebow game? 
to the Mariners, Thomas 80 yards, God yeah. rest his soul, and all, first play in overtime. He wanted to play in that game. And Mike Tomlin told him, no, you got sickle cell. We cannot essentially have you risking your health and risking your well-being and, and putting literally your life on the line for you to play a, for you to play a football game. Like at, 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 on, at, on one hand, it's serious and, you know, and, and, and it means everything to us if we win. But on, the, but on the other hand, on the other side of the coin, it is still just a football game. It's not worth it for you to have your health for the rest of your adult life compromised for you to go out there and play a football game and putting yourself at risk. Even if you don't, God forbid, you know, if he didn't drop and run out of breath and have to get rushed to the emergency room, would it be worth it to live with the health benefits 10, 15, 20, 25 years later? No. What was that? That was Tomlin protecting his player and saving his player from himself. And that's something that Mike McDaniel has to learn. For, he has to learn from this. And I think, and if he does learn from it, he'll be better for it, not just as a head coach, but as a man. But as a head coach, you have to make the tough calls and it's tough decisions like that. And think about it. That was a playoff game. That's that's win or go home. You lose, your season's over. You win, you move on. You got X amount of games left. You can count on one hand till you get to the Super Bowl. And the Steelers that season were defending AFC champions. This is a week four regular season game on Thursday night against the Bengals. I mean, you got to you got to weigh the pros and the cons, and 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 and, and, and got to make up in your mind. It is is the is the high risk. Do you get the high reward on the back end? And the and and my honesty, there isn't there is no high reward that 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 that's big enough and great enough for Tua to have played on Thursday night, let alone played in the second half against Buffalo a few Sundays ago. But the answer to that question is no. He should have never played in the second half. He had no business being out there on the field on Thursday night, none so, whatsoever. So I got a question, John. I'm going to play a little Evan Cohen here, what he does with Babs, that we are sort of playing the result here. Right with that, he got seriously injured Thursday. But my and you want to we want to put blame on on McDaniel. How long? Then how many times does the doctor have to clear him before it's like okay? Then he's good to go to play. Do you get what I'm saying? It's like he went. Yeah. He kept going to the doctor, yeah. and they kept saying he's he's good. The doctors are clearing him to play. So when is it like okay? Fine, we're gonna let him play, especially if he's saying I'm ready. To play, where are they finding these doctors, though? Because it could be anybody—a team appointed, anybody else. Is it independent? Is it somebody that that I, the NFL sends in? Not just that one person that works for the NFL. No, it it's agreed upon between the players' association and the NFL. Yes. So the when you're in concussion protocol, it's not a dolph, it's not a team doctor. It is. Some in, an independent doctor that, like Tyback said, is agreed upon between the NFLPA and the NFL that is then clearing you during the week through the certain like phases that they have to go through before they can go back and be cleared to play again. Well, to me, to me personally, it didn't pass the it didn't pass the eye test. He could have been medically cleared to play, but I'm not saying he doesn't have to play another football game for the rest of his life. 
I'm saying that at the, that at minimum he had no business playing on Thursday night because it, it didn't pa- it didn't pass the he gets up he's got to shake his head shake the cobwebs out he's stumbling it's 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 just something within your gut looking at something has got to tell you uh, man I I don't know about this he fucking he, fell he fell yeah it's <laughs> it just it doesn't it, like something within your human psyche. Has to has to look at a situation and say, "So, yeah, um, I I I don't know. Even if all the data and the scientific mathematical evidence, you know, points to say, hey, what's there to worry about? Something within with something within just how we think and and our emotions and how we think as people, seeing that." Has something within us has has it's, it's a very it would be especially if if I'm close to that person I see him on a day and day out basis like McDaniel and the coaching staff does with the Dolphins because you know they're they're coworkers they see you know like you like us at our regular jobs you're coworkers we see him every single we see him every single day of the week that 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 would that would that would not sit right with me so albeit they could be I was like you know what. It would make it would make me feel better, and it would be good for my conscience, and probably in the future for your health. To a, if you don't play on Thursday night, I understand we're three and zero. We're the toast of the town. Everybody's talking about us. You know who saw this coming? This, that, and the other. We're going up against the defending AFC champions and and Super Bowl runners up on Thursday night football in front of everybody, wide out, whole nine yards. But you ain't playing the game. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see you next week. You should, but you're not playing the game. That's what should have been said. Okay. All right. Um, and we don't want to, I don't want to keep going on about this Tua thing. I'm going to let Ty back as a Dolphins fan. You can have the last word on Tua before we move on to um, getting into the actual games from the week. So all I'm excited about now is Antonio Bryant to a uh, TV show that's going to come out. It's going to be wild. What? Because you know that his brain is played all right now too. Is oh my god, you're <laughs> you're too much, man. <laughs> oh god. No, I I, I hope too is fine. Hopefully everything works out. Um, he he gets better. Um, the Dolphins are going to suck with Teddy Bridgewater. Yes. And that awful run game that they have. No, they won't. What? We'll get no, into that. Won't. Don't worry, we'll get into that later. All right, Ruin. Yeah. That's for okay. later. That's for the week five preview. Okay. All okay. right. Um, Rue is feisty. That's funny. Oh, you, I'm fucking pissed. You, I'm I, like I said, I have a lot of pent up aggression for the last two weeks. Yeah, the Met, the Mets have them really pissed off, Jai. The Mets, the Mets, the Islanders, the Islanders just fucking signed Matthew Barzell to a nine. To, Six, eight year, $72 million contract and a 9.15 AVA, AAV a year. The guy can't score fucking goals. What do we need this fucking asshole for? He's a midget. I don't need a midget in front of the fucking net. I need somebody that's going to put the puck in the fucking net. And they sign this asshole, this guy who's afraid to shoot the fucking puck. They can't even figure out who to put around him, and yet. Here we are giving him nine point one five million dollars a year to do what? He better be a ninety point fucking player every year. He'll never live up to this contract. He will never live up to this contract. <laughs> oh man. 
you believe this guy? This is what I got to deal with today, Jai. He, he is super fucking angry. Well, what- this is what goes through my head. This is this, You think it's easy being me? No, it's not. The sickness that's in here. What? The sickness that's in my head. Well, what? My guy, Buck Showalter, can't win y'all a division? What the hell is going on with the men? No, they can't. We just talked about that. They fucking suck. And 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 Sarge has this hope that that maybe Degrom and Scherzer and Bassett will, will we won't get swept in the fucking wild card. We're gonna get swept in the wild card. The last month has proven that. Scherzer sucks. Degrom can't get an out. Degrom can't protect the lead. They actually reversed it this year. The Mets. They used to give him one run and that's it. He'd give up one run and they would lie on the bats and the bats would do nothing. This year. They give him the run support that he needs, and he fucking blows it the next half inning. <laughs> oh, my God. Carrasco sucks. Tyron Walker sucks. I said this at the Yankee game. I was watching it with Yankee fans, Mets and Yankees. I said, watch what happens. He gets two two fucking batters hit, hit off him. He fucking unravels like you wouldn't even believe. And what happened? Three runs that inning. And I said it. And everybody looked at me like I was fucking crazy. I'm like, watch. Watch what fucking happens. And everyone's like, you're right. I'm like, he's a fucking mental case. He's like like Steven Matz. All of a sudden, if he lets up one fucking hit, he unravels. Completely unravels. The Mets are fucking not. They're not going to win. They're not. They're not. And I know I sound like fucking Frank from, from Barstool, but it's true. There's They've done nothing in the last month to give me any kind of hope. They've done nothing. Yankee fans had the worst uh, the worst August in the fucking history of, of MLB. In the history of baseball, they had a worse fucking thing. And they seem to be fine because they figured it out. There's no fucking way that we're well, figuring the, this the out Yankees because Marte's out. Fairness will get bounced by Houston sooner rather oh, yeah, than 1, later. 1,000%. It's also the, the AL East. I know Jai is an Orioles fan. It was not yeah. as good. good as – I mean – no team is as good as the the Atlanta Braves in the AL. But I don't want to hear that bullshit. Oh, because there's two hundred winner teams. This isn't like two thousand seven. Bull fucking shit. That's such a bullshit fucking take. The, the, such a, the Yankees aren't even going to win hundred games, and they're still going to win the division. No, they won hundred okay, games. Then, and what's they're in ninety nine? Okay, they're in ninety nine. They fine. won today. They got another so one. They'll be at hundred wins. What what's the second place team at? Ninety five, ninety four. What are the Blue Jays at? The Blue Jays are I have ninety two. Yeah, so there you go. That's what I'm saying. Ninety two wins. Like if the if the Braves didn't get so hot and this. If we didn't fucking lose, if we didn't get fucking Uh, swept by the Cubs or the fucking Nationals, we wouldn't be in this situation. If my mother had a dick, she'd be my father. Okay. What are we talking about here? Had balls, she'd be the king. (laughs) All right. Yeah, there you go. There we go. All right. What are we talking about you know, here? You know, what, if, what, what if something down the horseshoe with hand grenades? You know what we're talking about is the New York Jets, 24, Pittsburgh Steelers, they suck 20. Two. We're 2-2, two two, baby. What I tell you, Ruick? I told you we might go 2-2, two and two, and what are we right now? 2-2. Two and two. We beat the Steelers God. and beat the Browns. Jets win 24-20. Oh Zach Wilson. You use that one. Yeah. If my mother had a dick, she'd be my father. That's <laughs> Make sure you use that, Jai. And make sure you give Rook some credit, all right? Um, oh. Zach Wilson's first game back, Ruick, throws for 252 and a touchdown, and he caught a touchdown for the Steelers. Kenny Pickett makes his debut, 
completed all 13 of his passes. Too bad three of them were interceptions to the New York Jets. But he looked good, ran for two touchdowns. I didn't get to watch the game, unfortunately, so I didn't really get to enjoy the win because I was working. But fire away, Ruick. Kenny Pickett's a fucking stud. I'm sorry. He's a stud. Even though those three interceptions, yeah, rookie fucking year. I'll give him that. But the kid came in and commanded the offense. He fucking drove them right down the field, right down the field. I feel bad for Najee Harris because the fucking asshole vultured two fucking touchdowns off of him. Mm-hmm. Pick it. So, like, this is my this is my thing with him. He's going to be fine. Mitch, I said it to my wife as we sat down. I said, this is going to be the game where Mitch gets benched. This is going to be the game where Mitch gets benched. He goes, who? I'm like, yeah, some Steeler fan you are. But the point is, is that... <laughs> The point is, is that I knew that this was going to happen. It was always going to be happen against the Jets. And yeah, Zach Wilson. Oh yeah, he's he's really fresh because what he hasn't played football in a month and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So give it give it two weeks, and then you'll be crashing right back down to earth. You got the Dolphins this week. Let's see how you do against that Dolph- that hey, defense. Elvin Ingram it's, is going to be right up his fucking ass. Let me tell you. Well, <laughs> look, the Jets can't keep a tackle healthy to save their fucking lives. Four tackles on the injured reserve already at this point in a season. Mm-hmm. Absolutely insane. But we did enough. Zach Wilson, two touchdown drives in the last eight minutes of the game when the Jets were down 10 to put them in the lead 24-20. He looked very good. And I'm, I have some hope. Look, can we be 0-4? Yes, but we're not. We won both of those games. We're now 2-2. Two and two. 500, and the Dolphins are coming in without Tua with Teddy Bridgewater starting, and that is now a winnable game. I'm not saying we're going to win the football game against the Dolphins this week. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying with Tua out, now it becomes a game that we have a chance in. All right? And you think that your corners are going to even be able to keep up with fucking J- our Jim corners? And our corners Hill. are probably the best aspect of our defense. Are, are they, can they run stride for stride with Waddle and Hill? No. Am I hoping that they're able to – I would just dare the Dolphins to run, run, play the two high safety, seven in the box, run the ball consistently. I don't even think that – I don't even think that'll work on them. That'll, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm going to even okay. be completely honest with you. You ever watch the show – you ever watch the show uh, Blue Mountain State? No, but I've heard of it. Okay. Second season, there's a guy that comes on. His name is Radon Randell. He has a fucking money arm. He just throw, There's one episode where he just throws the ball up, turns around, points to the sky, and the ball's fucking 20 yards past the fucking safeties because they have such fast wide receivers. He doesn't have to do that. I'm telling you right now, that's what Bridgewater's going to do. He's going to say, Tyreek and Waddle, just go deep. I'm going to throw it. One of you catch it. Well, look, I guess we'll see. I think they will take chances, but I think we'll play deep enough. Dare them to run the football. Yeah. I'm not afraid. They don't throw enough to Gasicki, so I'm not afraid of Gasicki. You double Waddle and you double Tyreek. And you know, let the rest of the te- let the rest of the offense beat them. You do know that they have Chase Edmonds too. He doesn't scare me either. <laughs> I, he scares Why me. Why does he scare you? Did he beat you in? He's in a, a fucking bull. Did he beat? He's not. He's like a skinny little scat back. And he'll run you the fuck he's, over. He'll out juke you and run you the fuck over. Running, have you ever watched him play? I have. I remember he played for Arizona. He was a guy catching passes out of the back. There you field. go. All I'm saying is the Jets have a chance, okay? Did I say they're going to win? No. Just said we have a chance, okay? 
I like the way that I like the way the offense is. With the chance. Brees Hall is playing very well. This is well. so sports talk radio. They have a chance if they win. If they score enough, they'll win. If they don't, they'll lose. Okay. If the two was playing, I would have told you we had no chance. Now we have a chance. Okay, with Teddy B, Teddy two gloves as the QB instead of Tua. Teddy doesn't turn the ball over. He threw two interceptions. Uh, against, he just he threw two interceptions against Jai's Bengals. Did he not, Jai? Yeah. Yes, he did. He did, he he did right? He was thrown into a bad. It was thrown into a bad situation. There, he's more focused on his buddy Tua. Historically, he doesn't turn the ball over. Fair point. Fair point. Okay. Speak, speaking of, do you, what chance do you give? Uh, do we give the Cowboys against um, the we'll Rams get, on Sunday? We'll get to that later, Jai. We we do a little. So recap. we'll do a, we'll do a little it. recap from Week Four, and then we'll do the preview. Week, I'm, week five. I'm, intru- oh. I'm interested on y'all's d- thoughts on Harbaugh's decision. Which uh, decision? The the go for it on fourth and goal instead of kicking the damn field goal. He's made his bed, so he has to sleep in it. He's made that decision numerous times. But more, you want to go for it? Yeah. So now you have to live and die by it. I Here's what I'll say, Joe. I'm a little old school in that. I think too many coaches now go for it on fourth and goal from like the one instead right. of taking the points. And they do it like early in football games too, when just take the three points. Cause then how many times do you see they do that? And then they don't make it right. And then at the end of the game, they're down four. So they need a touchdown where if they would have kicked a field goal, now they're down one and you would have need a, you just need a field goal to win the game. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen it happen way too many times. And, I think, and I know it's like a, it's kind of like the analytics of football that you're more likely to score and win. If you score the touchdown, you're more like it increases your chances to win by like a, a you know, fifty percent or whatever the hell it is. Yes. But the analytics say that you're supposed to go for it here because there's a fifty-one percent chance that you could win that one. If you go down, you can still have a chance later in the game. So that raises seventy percent. Give me a fucking. With this analytic that, shit, you know how to win a fucking football game. Win the football game the right way. I agree. I'm just saying. Points on the board. I'm. I don't agree. I just said I'm old school. I don't agree with it. And speaking of old school, I know we've got UConn Al on the line. UConn Al, what is going on? Hey, what's up? What's up? I want to talk about Tom Brady. Oh no, not yet. We can now. We can let Al talk about Tom Brady's in shop right now. I mean, I mean, you know, it's not all bad when people get divorced. I know Ruick's a newlywed. It, it, it's not bad. Yeah. People. Keep going, Al. What happened to Al? Do we lose him? I don't know. All, all I know is, you know what? I hope Zach Wilson bangs the fuck out of Giselle, so now the Jets can finally fuck Tom Brady. All right. <laughs> finally. No, that's not gonna happen. It's gonna happen. I just really, Jesus Christ! Hey, what's up, Al? Evco's gonna fucking get divorced now because he's gonna propose to that son of a bitch. <laughs> no, 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 no! I already tweeted at him. You have now's your shot. Now's your shot. Just go move down to Tampa. You you already have a place down in Florida. You know, it's the other coast, but you'll be all right. Uh, Al still hasn't lost his uh, comedic job. He's so fucking funny. love you, Connell. Love, <laughs> love when Al calls in. Where do you think that that came from? Not Al, but the fucking divorce. You really think it's because he fucking he went back? Yes. Or do you think it was prior to that? I because th- remember what happened in the uh, the playoff game? 
They, she was so pissed off that he was beating the Eagles in the wild card round. She was fucking livid. And then once as that fucking team lost the next round, she was so relieved. Because I think he, it was before I'd that. say he basically was like, listen, this playoff run is going to be my last one. See how far, you know, this team or how far we go, however long this ride will take me. And that'll be it. And then he kind of like retired. Didn't he retired within himself and she and the family knew about it. And then the stooge Adam Schefter decided to blow up his spot before the damn conference championship games became a huge story. And then Brady was like, screw you. I'll show you. He waited till after the Super Bowl, like a, literally like a, I think a month after the season ended to the day. And then on Selection Sunday, which I think was like March 13th, he was like, OK, I'm coming back. And he he based I saw a tweet and it was perfectly Tom Brady literally is pissed, is throwing away his family, quote unquote, so to speak, to prove Adam Schefter wrong. And I think this just comes to just the point of like Tom Brady's ego and his competitive spirit just getting the best of him and him not like not knowing when to say enough is enough. And and and, it, and it's manifesting itself. And my generation uses that word way too damn much, but I can't find another word for it. I can't find another uh, synonym. But it's <laughs> but it's it's literally like this is what's happening. She wanted him home to help be more of a father and be more of a a parental caretaker figure in the household. And she and he, you know, he promised backtracked on it and she doesn't like it and also there's probably you know some other unhidden shit you know look at it this way although you know Giselle probably if this divorce is ever finalized you know the Zach Wilsons of the world will probably hit her up and the and the, and the degenerates will hit her up and slide in the DMs but and probably a whole bunch of other celebrities but Back let's track. face it Tom Brady is more desirable to women at 45 years of age than Giselle is at 42 Oh, I don't know about that, Jai. He looks like a legit crackhead <laughs> now. Like, he looks like he's withered the fuck away. Like, he spent too much time in the sun down in Tampa. Well, it's that fucking vegan diet shit that he's on. That's that's why. Oh he's still a good-looking dude. Like, he's, you know, but if he... He needs to put a little well, more weight I, well, back on. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, historically... Histor- histor- yeah. like the, like you best believe like the first stop if if the divorce and I'm not you know wishing no ill will but I'm just speaking just hypothetically you know good and damn well the moment that those divorce papers are finalized and Fox sends Carissa Thompson out on a trip to interview Tom Brady in Tampa when he's 48 years of age and playing for the damn uh, Washington Commanders or some shit that she will <laughs> find the first opportunity to shoot a shot at a TB12 I guess my question Ty is Oh yeah. Does Tom get alimony? He no, and Tom probably has a prenup, which is why. Well, no, I'm saying I, she I makes more money. She makes more money. Teams. No, she makes more money than him. Oh I'm yeah, saying, no. I, he, I, I, that that I did know, but that but that's I don't know. I, I, saying, I tell you, I tell every you, month, he, every month Tom's gonna be like, pay me my money. I, I want some. I want some alimony from I'm Giselle. Fucking, I'm fucking another supermodel. Me and Leo are hanging out on the fucking 25-year-old boat, and, and I'm getting fucking multi-million dollar checks every month. Yeah, you best believe that I'm fucking. 
And maybe also, well, that also probably plays into a part two. You know, who the hell's asking 42-year-old Giselle for modeling gigs? Tom Brady's still playing football <laughs> at 45 years of age. I don't know. I think she's she's still making more money than he does every year. Well, yeah, making money as a businesswoman, not making money from her, you know, her claim to fame is modeling. She's making money as a businesswoman, as a philanthropist and, you know, doing, you know, doing, doing white collar type stuff but her claim to fame is being is being a model and being in the movies a fucking smoke brady is still making his money off his claim to fame for the last what 20 22 years i don't know that and he's got a 10-year deal he's got go ahead go ahead you yeah you i hate to make y'all feel old the thing about this for a minute tom brady got drafted in 2000 he started his yep. career in 2001. Mm-hmm. He had already won a Super Bowl before yep. I was born. And I'm 20 years old. He's yep. won six Super Bowls in my lifetime <laughs> and is still playing at 45 years of age. And I'm 20. will be 21 next spring. Ain't that something? Yeah. Yep. That's and then crazy. he's also got that ten-year deal with Fox. That's paying him what three three hundred fifty million to be an analyst. That's another thing. I think that also plays a part into it too. Wait, you so you're going to retire from football and then and then weekends during the fall and early winter we won't see you again. And worse yet, you'll be traveling solo by yourself broadcasting these football games all over place. And nothing too. I don't think Tom Brady's going to be that good of a broadcaster. I I I, I don't think he I don't think he has like he has that ability. And we've seen it to kind of like be more funny and personable. But is Tom Brady like going to be that type of person that, well, you know, like Troy Aikman? Some, like I remember watching a lot of Cowboy games, especially in 2020 that Troy Aikman did, where he basically just said that he was that he basically was embarrassed to share a Dallas Cowboy, you know, uniform number with the player. Remember how bad that 2020 Cowboys team was? I mean, Troy Aikman was afraid to show his face in public because of how badly he just verbally annihilates, you know, bad football teams. I don't think Tom Bray like has that in him to like to like critique players like that. And I don't and I and he's too much of a closed book to where he's going to jump into the broadcast booth and become essentially the next Tony Romo where like America to begin, you know, to starting out his career broadcast career loves him because he's funny, he does this, he does that. He uh, I don't I don't think it's going to work out. Uh, I I just don't. What the Fucking Drew Brees was a fucking. He, well, he was. He was. The, he, I, he did the Bengals Raiders game. I mean, you want to talk about just a, ru- a just ruining the experience? I mean, where was Collins? I understand <laughs> NBC wanted Collinsworth and Michaels the next day to be, uh, you know, to to be in Kansas City for Mahomes. But I mean, I thought Collinsworth is a Cincinnatian. I mean, he is a lifelong Bengal. I mean, he did the Super Bowl. Don't get me wrong, but but that was off a of chosen. <laughs> that was off of given assignment. He was doing the Super Bowl when I thought. The Bengals going to finish seven and ten and have a top fifteen draft pick, but Collinsworth should have been in Cincinnati for you know to do that uh, Raiders and uh, Bengals playoff game. But, um, look, look, and we, oh my God, we got yeah. the Zach attack that, in the in the chat, fellas. Old Zach Wilson's here. Oh my God, now he's here. Oh yeah, <laughs> and he's going to break the hearts yeah. of tiebacks everywhere on Sunday. <laughs> uh huh. Oh, I love it. Love I it. love when jet. I love when jet fans and giant fans get too high. Like I, I sent you what what goes on in my circle. 
in the in our little chat. I yes. sent you the the insanity that happens that is talked about. I'm not getting we'll too get hot. into that. I'm not getting I too hot. We are. Not. We're going to get into that right now. I'm not getting too hot. I'm just saying the Jets are doing much better than everyone thought. I'm not saying we're making the playoffs. I'm not saying we're going to win well, ten games, but it, we're doing, I think, well, and I'm happy with it. Now let, let's we'll skip right to the Giants since you brought it up. Let's go. Giants twenty, Bears twelve. The Giants are now three and one. Ruick. Yeah. Um, Saquon Barkley is back. 146 Ooh. yards rushing on 31 attempts. And Yay. I think he also had like some crazy reception where he put a guy on skates. So, yes. Go ahead. You know who's starting in London? You know who's starting in London? It ain't Daniel Jones. Who is it? It could be Jake Fromm. Stay or on? Davis Webb. Yeah. That's yeah. Okay. Yeah, because not, Daniel Jones is not ready to go. Not ideal. Yeah. It's really not ideal. I have idiot giant fans around me, and I say this with love and affection if, if they ever fucking listen to this. Idiot giant fans around me that are saying that the Giants can win out. Go 16 and 1. That was They're talked not, about. Come on. Those people what aren't you talked real. about. They are real. They are real. They, they live in my town. Literally, I can walk to the house. They have been talking about that. People, they're looking forward to the bye and the Eagles because they think that they're going to beat the Eagles because of Jalen Hurts last year. Oh, can I defend your Eagles for, for a quick second? Go ahead. The Philadelphia Eagles are a damn good football team. They are not. Okay, well, let, let me finish. <laughs> we just need to realize that, okay? they Are they perfect? No. But they're good. Jalen Hurts has played extremely well. The 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 way he the the way he's thrown the football this season has been just exponentially just sensational. Uh, the way he knows how to you know mix up the run and the pass. Getting AJ Brown has been a godsend. Devontae Smith, one of my favorite players in the National Football League. What a draft pick that is. You know, I, it's, it's a, the idea that the Eagles are going to, and Ruick, I understand, you know, you may think differently. And it's, it's like you guys speaking to me as a Bengals fan when I thought the sky was falling when we were 0 and 2. The Eagles are going to, the Eagles, they have nowhere else to, they are going up and up and up and up and up. I don't give a crap about Cooper Rush and the dopey Dallas Cowboys. Boys, the Washington <laughs> Commanders are offensive to the senses, as Adam Shine likes to say all the God, time. Yeah. And the Giants are a nice story, but we all know they're not making the playoffs with Daniel Jones as their quarterback and no wide receivers. I mean, come on! Like the Eagles, the Eagles are going to be right there. They're going to be good. I think they're better than the Rams, who stink. I they may be. They have. I tell you, they have better weapon. They may have, They may not be a better team than the Green Bay Packers are, but they have better offensive weapons. You would rather throw to AJ Brown and Devontae Smith than Alan Lazard and freaking Randall Cobb 10, 10, 15 years past prime. So I, the Eagles are going to be a good football team this year. Let's stop with the Eagles slander. The Eagles hate. They are going to be a force to be reckoned with in the NFC for a long, long time. They're, they're, and they are going to be a part of the NFC's Final Four come come January. You can they are. Now you can mark it down. I think that team did a lot of mature, did a lot of maturing and, and, and grew 
I think the best thing they needed was for them to get their asses kicked by Tampa back in January because I think they're going to have nowhere else to go but up from here. They are one lineman injury away from completely unraveling, and it's coming. It's oh, definitely man. coming. I'm telling you, Sarge, Sarge, it happens every the, the fucking ne- the year. Negativity with it work. happens every <laughs> fucking year. We're like, oh, yeah, this is great. Literally, we were we were odds-on favorite for the Super Bowl, what, three years ago? When we when we loaded up with everybody else, with Carson Wentz and all these other guys. And then what happened? Week one, we didn't have the same offensive line or the same combination of starting players since week one. It took to week 16 to get all those players back. It's bound to happen. It's the Eagles training staff. It's the Eagles fucking just allure. I'm telling you, it's just the fucking Eagles. It happens. It's it just fucking it's like being a Mets fan and watching this fucking See, team just implode on itself. It's it just implode on itself. It's the right, same try. thing. It's bound to happen. Wait for the other shoe to drop. We're doing all these dance videos. We're, th- we're having Jalen Hurts fucking victory speeches every year. And we're having fucking Nick Sirianni. All these fucking stupid press conferences. Finally, they took the mic kind of away from him. Finally. It's going to happen. And I'm going to be like, this is the fucking shit. Because this is what worries me. The Cowboys keep winning. With games that they shouldn't be winning. They, we all know that. The, we all know they, that when they beat the pressure, the commanders. Well, this is they well, this, beat the Bengals handedly. Well, uh, well, okay. okay, that's that's one. What, but I'm just saying, what the, well, the, Bengals the Commanders lost and their the Giants. only impressive loss on their schedule. But even then, it wasn't handily because the offense, because their offense, that was more about the Bengals' ineptitude than it was about the. And they did play well, but if the Bengals, you know, played the way they did against the, against the aforementioned Jets against the Cowboys, Bengals would have would have won that game. But it's funny. I thought I was the most uh, pessimistic sports fan out there because y'all, I have oh, no. never seen. I have ne- my think about my think about my two teams. Rook, you have three. I only have two. <laughs> think about my two teams. My I have only seen my Baltimore Orioles in my twenty years of living. I've only seen them finish with an above five hundred season six times. I've only seen them make make the playoffs only three. With my Bengals not counting the Super Bowl year last year, they had won zero playoff games in my lifetime. Zero. All with Marvin Lewis, uh, to from 2011 to 2015, uh, judge, losing to the Jets in 2009. Judge and hit 62. Who, say again. Judge hit 62. Yeah, Did he? Oh, good for him. Finally, yeah, yeah. fucking yeah. asshole. Uh, <laughs> but. You, you have you've seen your teams play in championships twice in a th- in a two two three year period. You you the Mets win the World Series in fifteen, and the Eagles won a Super Bowl in seventeen. And it's like I understand with the Mets because I don't think if you are old enough, I don't think you. How old are you? Do you remember thirty one? No, no. I I was God, no. four in eighty six. I don't remember. So you okay? So you guys don't have that. But even like, but even Ruick with your with your with your Eagles. I mean, that that was five years ago. But that, but like, that's like still like like I if the Bengals win the Super Bowl this season, Lord willing, that would change like my outlook on my team for like a good 
like 15 to 20 years. Like, like <laughs> it would change my pessimistic outlook on them, like at least for, for the next, for the next 10. At like, least they, the next like you 10. just said, Jai, he just won, they won a Super Bowl five years ago and he's so negative and they've turned the whole team over. Like usually with five years, if you turn the whole team over, you're not one of the best teams in your conference again. To me, nope. I'm saying it right here, right now, because I said it on Crapper Show on Sunday too. The Eagles are the best team in the NFC, and to me, are the odds-on favorite to be the Super Bowl representative for the NFC. I don't know if they're going to win the Super Bowl, but to me, no. they 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 will be there no. championship Sunday, and I wouldn't be surprised if they're hosting the game at Lincoln Financial and fucking going to the Super Bowl this this year. Oh, you, it would like, completely shock me. It would completely what? shock me. I don't understand. You, look, the things we talked about going into the season, you talked about Jalen Hurts has to do more. Well, Jalen Hurts completes. What has Jalen Hurts done? His completion percentage is way up. chance, Ruick. My goodness. I mean, <laughs> the guy's completion percentage is over 65%, hitting Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, and the little. He, Devontae the, the Smith guy. had one good game. Oh, one. He's hitting them all the way down the field. They're mixing in the run. Miles Sanders looks very healthy this year and oh, playing yeah, that's, that's very the, that well. Is, that is actually okay. fucking good. Okay. And the defense is, is playing well, and your corners are taking the ball away. Yeah, that, I, mean, I love that. Like I said, I what? That. like he said, you got Cooper Rush and the Cowboys who are fucking trash. <laughs> okay, that, that shoe's going to fall off. The commanders did you see, suck, did and you the see Giants fucking, are going to lose. What? Did you see Jerry Jones' comments today? Well, uh, we, don't, uh, we don't know that we that can't really hold the ball right now, so we're not going to do that. So, you know, we're just going to kind of sit him out. He loves a fucking quarterback controversy. I can't stand him. I can't either, but the, the fucking fact like, that the, so, the, the sooner The sooner Jerry Jones either sells the team or peacefully croaks, please wake oh, me up. They'll never, oh. they'll never win another Jai. Super Bowl. Jai, he's never selling the team unless um, – He's like Vince McMahon. The only way he's selling the team is if there's some sort of scandal that he can't get out. That well, there no... was, and then somehow miraculously it got buried with the illegitimate bastards that he's got with all these yeah. different women. Well, if, he, if if there ends up being some sort of sexual harassment type of scandal, then he's going to have to sell. That's the I, only I way you get I rid of Jerry. I hate him. I hate Jerry Jones so much. I also hate the Dallas Cowboys and just their fans. I'm sorry. Now it's my turn to get on my soapbox Ooh, for a ring. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jai. Do it, Jai. Because I, I agree with you. Let me tell you something. This franchise, and take it from me, this franchise, I am so sick of this franchise. I am so sick of the constant yammering and the unneeded fake controversies and Jerry Jones talking with a microphone in front of his face like he's the president of the United States giving the freaking State of the Union every single fifth day. <laughs> I'm tired of the annoying, toxic, just narcissistic fan base that thinks they're the greatest thing since Jesus walked the face of the earth. I am sick of the Super Bowl talk 
when about a quarter of the Cowboys fans weren't even alive to win, to win the Cowboys won those Super Bowls. I'm sick of Michael Irvin spitting and sweating <laughs> profusely on first take, gargling about the Cowboys. I'm sick of CeeDee Lamb, who's overrated. I'm sick of Ezekiel Elliott, who's overpaid and who stinks and is a waste of my damn time watching him ever since he got his big fat contract who was chilling out in Cancun. I'm sick of I, I couldn't stand Jason Garrett. I can't stand Mike McCarthy. I can't stand that dopey fan base. I can't stand their stupid ass uniforms where the star of the helmet is navy blue and the blue on their jersey is royal blue with whatever cockamamie design they have with their pants. I can't I can't stand the fact that they're always on national television. I can't stand the fact that that every sports uh, talk TV show in America spends hours of conversation discussing them. It, the Dallas Cowboy franchise from the franchise itself to the uniforms, to the owner, to the head coach, to the quarterback, which is a complete waste of time and it's overrated as French toast because he's the quarterback of the Dallas Hey, Cowboys. French toast is good. I, hey, all right. French toast is good. Okay? I cannot stand that. You hear that, JP? I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. I, 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 and I'm not an Eagle fan. I am not a, I, I cannot stand that franchise. I hate every single thing about them. And the fan base makes me want to vomit. I have never seen a fan base in my life that thinks they are, that thinks so highly of themselves and the team that they root for, knowing good and damn well their franchise hasn't won a damn thing since Bill Clinton was sitting up in the Oval Office talking about <laughs> I did not have relations with oh Monica. My God. I, I, can't, I can't take it. I can't take this. It's, it's the, it is disgusting. It makes me sick. The sooner the Dallas Cowboys crash and burn and, and fail like they always do, the better. And when they w- oh, yeah. and when they let alone win, how about get to an NFC championship game? Then we can have a conversation. I swear to you, outside of like maybe a few teams, I'm pretty sure you could. I'm pretty sure every single team in the NFC outside of Washington, the Lions, uh, and really those two teams. I'm pretty sure every single team in the NFC has at least gotten to an NFC championship game with in the 21st century. Every <laughs> single one of them: the Eagles, think, well, the, the Eagles, the Giants, the Vikings, the Packers, the Bears, the Saints, the Falcons, the Panthers, the uh, the the Bucks. Obviously, every single team in the maybe NFC. Maybe the Arizona Cardinals. Two, Maybe the Cardinals. Even the Arizona Cardinals twice even got to a Super Bowl in a time frame of the day. Oh, yeah, the, oh you're the right. They did. Year. And they, they, it's right. You're right with Kurt Warner. My, I am good. Thank you. Thank you for correcting yeah, went, me on that, Chai. I forgot with Kurt Warner, they made it to the Super Bowl. That was going to um, be the, that was going to be the Philadelphia, uh, the, the Pennsylvania Bowl. If they, if, if the Eagles, the Eagles played them in the championship game with fucking Jeff fucking Garcia. Garcia? Yep. My thing is, like Jai said, is there a team that national sports talk radio spends more time on? The Lakers? That, lose, that loses? Yeah, them too. No, the I'm Lakers. Also, I'm also no, but, sick of the Lakers too. But uh, the Lakers have won. But they've, they've won, won one. 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 One in the last one. One in the bubble. One no, the they, bubble. Won. they won in the, like 2000. Didn't Kobe win one in 2008? That's, 
Sarge, a long time that's ago. a long time ago. I know. That's well, 12 years saying, ago. Yeah, well, that's it's sooner than the Cowboys last won their last title. And 2008, well, the Celtics won. And 2010 is is was the last okay. Lakers title before 2020. 12 yeah, years so, ago. 12 years. I'm just saying it's closer than the last fucking Cowboys title. It's closer. Team, but it's it's closer, but still. I mean, the, the only other team I can think of it's enough is maybe the Knicks is talked about as. And I don't even think they're talking about put, as much as the I wouldn't Cowboys. even put that. I wouldn't even put the, it there. And the Knicks only talked about on a national level mostly because of the fact that that Stephen A. Smith is a Knicks fan. Steve, yes. if, it, if Stephen A. Smith did not work in sports media, the New York Knicks would never be talked about on ESPN. Ah, that's never. not true, Jai. It's, they, they, they would be talked about. Just it would always be. It's always negative with the Knicks. Yeah, exactly. They, it's the best. They sport. suck, and we can't get anybody. It, but the cow. But the thing with uh, the Cowboys is, I'm so sick of it. I mean, every Thanksgiving, we're it's like it's like literally watching the the, the Lions. Every Thanksgiving, we're forced to watch the Dallas Cowboys and the and the Detroit Lions. And that's insufferable. I'm sorry. I don't need fucking stupid fat ass Zeke jumping into the fucking the 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 Salvation Army thing. I don't need him gobbling doing the stupid cereal thing. You haven't done shit in two fucking years. Longer Since you got the contract, you haven't done shit. Everybody, the thing with Jerry Jones, and I've said this a million times, the problem with Jerry Jones is they. Always overpay for people on one side of the ball. Their offense will overpay for their offense. Their defense is fucking horrible. They're overpay for their defense. Their offense is horrible. It's never a fair balance. It's because Jerry Jones is too much invested in his own fucking in his own pride and his own. Yeah, we're gonna make him. We're gonna we're gonna give him some money. Yeah, <laughs> fucking break. Oh yeah, Zeke's gonna be here for a career. He is a cowboy for life. Dak's gonna be here for life, and he almost walked. Dak almost fucking walked from him. And he might have. He probably should have. He would have if he hadn't have broken his ankle. Right. Him breaking his ankle gave the Cowboys leverage. Yep. Well, I'm sick of Cowboys. Like you said, I'm so sick. Like you said, I'm just so sick of their fucking fans. It's like Yankee oh. fans. Yankees, too. Oh, Yankees. Yan- Yankees up there, too. Again, a franchise. Uh, uh, 27 championships. Your yeah, grandfather man. wasn't alive for like five of them. Please, yeah, it is man. enough with the Yankees and the twenty-seven championships and this, that, and the other with the pinstripes. I mean, I literally had Yankee fans on social media, and there's some of them who I like and some of them who I'm friends with. But God, but my God, Yankee fans with the chutzpah, the nerve, the temerity, and the arrogance, the unmitigated goal. Literally sitting up here with the arrogance as if the Orioles starting pitchers literally owe Aaron Judge a cookie for him to hit his 60-second home run. I'm like, the, the balls on you, on you entitled fuckers. The Orioles do not yeah. owe you a damn thing. The Orioles are literally the reason for your existence and your being. Look it up. The original Baltimore Orioles moved to New York and became the New York Yankees in the early 1900s. We are the literal reason for your being. Shut up. I'm sorry, but if you haven't won a championship in 10 years and you have a history of winning, shut up because that's ancient fucking history. I hate that. I fucking hate that. We got we got all these championships. We were, we were the shit in the 90s. Okay, that's great. You know what? They didn't have cell phones in the 90s. Give me a fucking break. That was ancient yeah, fucking history. They had, they had cell phones. You, 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 Not, you, you know what I mean. The fucking right. internet and all that. Fucking, give me the fucking break. Yeah. You know, you know, you know what was a hit in the 90s? 
Friends and friends and Sidney Crawford, and nobody's seen them since since yeah. the George Bush administration. <laughs> exactly. It's if you haven't oh. won, and what is it? It's been now what? Two thousand nine was the last Yankee champ. You're not allowed yeah. to talk anymore. You're not allowed to talk. It's been ten years. It's been twelve years. Thirteen. It's, you're done. Win one, and then you can talk again. That's when everybody says, "Oh, you only have one championship." My championship is a lot more recent than anything that the fucking Cowboys have done. They have more playoff wins in the last fucking 15 years than the Cowboys. So the Bengals, Jets, same by thing. the way. Bengals got more playoff wins in one full swoop of a playoff run than the Dallas right. Cowboys have in the last 25 years. It's fucking embarrassing. And they, they, we them boys. He built a 70-fucking-thousand stadium to watch them lose. Not only that, he didn't even have enough common sense to build the stadium right to where the sun sets. Sun, yeah. Fucking, blind oh, receivers yeah. in the eyes at like oh five God. o'clock local time when the sun sets. What an idiot! Oh, ter- it's terrible, terrible in there. When you was, you've that. been there, right, Sarge? Yeah, the stadium is beautiful. It, it of is. Of course, a, it, it is. is. It's fan friendly. Stadium. It's more fan centric, right? Yes, and it's very. It's a beautiful stadium. That that screen is huge. That's over the field, but it's very. Like you it's said, also very photogenic. It comes across on television. Not a lot of stadiums look well watching a game on television. That's what. But AT and T, I will give looks just yeah, great yeah. watching a game on television. But like you said, when I went to WrestleMania there both nights, and the when the sun is setting, it comes right in and it is blinding in there. The way, like, they don't – he needs to put blinds – they need to put, like, curtains or something up in those windows to cover it during when the sun's going down. What he should do – I know he won't do it, but uh, he should do what the Eagles did. On one side of the fucking Eagles stadium is all solar panels. Where those glass are, they have translucent fucking solar panels now where they can let a little bit of light in. Put them there. I mean, I know he won't because he's a fucking oil tycoon, but, like, you know. But it's, it's just they. Other than that, the stadium is is amazing. I I have nothing bad. They you can order food from anywhere in the stadium right to your seat. You don't even have to go to the fucking to the damn. Yeah, it's 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 comfort line. food to watch them fucking lose because they can't well, fucking yeah. win a playoff game. That's yep. true. Well, it they don't it can't be, it can't beat the San Francisco 49ers who are all hype and that team was as flat as a drum and flat as a pancake. I mean, really. Yep. Well. Yep. And I and I gotta hear about Dak Prescott blame. I sound like I sound like this is what I would have been saying back in January, but I gotta hear Dak Prescott moaning and groaning about getting screwed by the refs because you because the boy geniuses that get paid millions of dollars to literally be football coaches for a living thought it was a brilliant idea to run a damn quarterback draw with no timeouts left in twelve seconds. <laughs> I mean, you must be kidding me. I love it. That guy's that guy's overrated. McCarthy? I'm sorry. He's he's a, always been. He had a legacy. He built a legacy and, and enough fucking credit off of one Super Bowl because he got it early. He was ten years too too late. I know. He just fired fucking within five years. But the Packers were going to the fucking playoffs every year. Oh, this could be a year, and then they choke in the playoffs. Look what happened in Seattle. You had a fucking a, a enormous lead, and you blew it. That was the, you know. And you know what's crazy. Mike Mike McCarthy would be even more overrated, and would be and his shortcomings with Green Bay would be even more amplified if Aaron Rodgers won with Lafleur. But because Aaron oh, Rodgers oh, has a one with Lafleur, it's kind of like, yeah, McCarthy had Aaron Rodgers, but McCarthy's been gone for X amount of time, and the Packers still haven't won even with McCarthy gone. 
They're fucking yeah. horrible. Oh, I just saw a commercial. Let me ask you this. Well, since we're really off topic, uh, how do you feel Sunday night, uh, Jai Bengals Ravens? I am. Li- I tell you, that is a football game that you know. Well, let me, Chris Collinsworth. You know, here's a guy, Lamar Jackson and uh, Joe Burrow, the two great quarterbacks of the AFC North. I tell you, Mike, when the schedule came out back in May, I circled this date on my calendar saying, this is going to be a big-time football game. You got the AFC North uh, champions from a few seasons ago with the AFC North champions from last year. This is going to be a hell of a football game. There's no doubt about it. No, but all seriousness. Um, uh, that's my Chris Collins worth. All I needed was the here's a guy. Um, but now here's a guy. <laughs> Wait, real quick, before oh, I give you my thoughts on the game, where where do you all stand on Collinsworth and just the broadcasters in general? I'm curious. I don't mind it. I like. I definitely miss Al being there. Oh, I miss him too. I, I definitely miss Al, but you know, Tariko's not bad. Tariko's always been good. I yeah. I I like Romo. I know some people don't. I like how enthusiastic he is. Oh, I and, can't stand fucking he, he is the worst. He, I like that he breaks down the play, and I also I love the Manning cast. To me, that's to me they're my favorite by far. I, I don't I, mind the Manning cast. Like if I, I like Buck and Aikman, I've had them beat into my head for fucking so long because it was always Cowboys, fucking Eagles, four four twenty five game, and it's America's game of the week, and I have to hear fucking Joe Buck. And Troy and Troy suck fucking Dak's dick or whoever's dick <laughs> that fucking day. It's just yeah. I'm so fucking I, like I, I need a break from them a little bit. I know that they're there. That's my comfort right there. But I like the Mannings. Do we still hate Joe Buck or no? I I hate Joe Buck, but I don't listen. So I don't listen to him anymore. So he might be, <laughs> be he might be better now. But I haven't listened to a Joe Buck telecast. Unless I have to in like a long time, so usually the Monday night game, like I said, I listen to the Mannings if they're on, which I don't know. To me, they're great. I don't know why they're not. They don't have them signed for every fucking week. Why is it only certain weeks and then they're off? Like they should be every week. But mm-hmm. I listen to them instead. So yeah. do we? Where where do we? Where do we? Uh, where are we with the Kevin Harlins and the Iron Eagles of the world? Now I love Actually, those guys. Kevin Harlins are great. Here. He's at the 20. He's at the 10. He's at the 5. Touchdown! I love Kevin Harlan. He's the I best. Did you listen yeah. to him fucking with the streaker? Yes. I and he's rolling I... over to the other side of the field, and oh my god, Billy Wagner came out and knocked him the fuck out! Yeah, it's Kevin, there are only two individuals on the face of this earth, face of this earth who somehow miraculously, I'm jealous of their voice. I know that as blasphemous as that may sound. Kevin Harlan is one of them, and then the NFLPA announcer, Alan Roach, is. If I could have one of their voices for a day, <laughs> that would like that would that that would like make my like Kevin Harlan is that type of guy who you would want just broadcasting you just brushing your teeth or broadcasting oh, yeah. like just just cruising down the highway or something. Like he is that good of an announcer. But do we like the Buck and Aikman replacements for Fox with the Aaron Andrews scenario in the mix? Um, who is it? I, who's the well? Who's the mate? Is it Greg Olson? Yeah, with uh, Kevin Burkhardt. I like Kevin because I like Burkhardt for when he was with the Mets. Yeah. But uh, Olson, I don't know if I'm a big. I like Olson. 
Olsen, well, you know, Olsen's really just a placeholder. It was supposed to be Brady is who they wanted, and that's yeah. who's going to be the number one. And he's just there until Brady. Um, I don't know. He's, I I used to I liked when I liked Daryl Johnston when he was on. Does he still do the games on, yeah, on Sundays? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I like him. Are there are there any announcers that you guys hate? That's what I want to get at before I get to the Bengals. Yeah, there. Dean Blandino. Yeah, Dean Blandino. When they're, bringing Dean, when they're bringing Dean Blandino, every time they put a camera on him, I'm like, where are the bodies hit, dude? Oh, my God. He looks like a fucking serial killer every time. Dean his head's like kind of stifled. Dean Blandino. Can't fucking stand him. Can't stand him. Let's go to our rules analyst, uh, Dean Blandino, and he's always looking at the camera like he just got caught with his dick in a pencil sharpener. <laughs> oh, my God. To me, it's Buck, it's Buck and Aikman. I, I don't like them. Because wow. like it's I'm, more about because it more has to do with like you said with the whole Cowboys thing because every week Cowboys game would be America's game of the week and then I got to listen to them and I got to listen to Joe Buck and Troy Aikman suck off the Cowboys and I <laughs> fucking over it so yeah yeah so that's why I don't I'm just no Buck and Aikman to me are the worst. Do, do, how do we like the um oh you know what Booth is really terrible I don't know if you guys watched a whole lot of hell of a lot of games over summer. The Apple TV booth was an embarrassment to the sports broadcasting profession. Oh, yeah. I heard, who was on? Who was on that? You had Stephen Nelson, who is not who is Chris Rose's replacement on Intentional Talk, which I can imagine those ratings must be in the toilet. <laughs> um, and who's not a play-by-play broadcaster anyway? He just he has no presence in the booth. I know I sound like dog, but it's just the way. <laughs> it's just what it is. Draw a rating. Go to Seattle. Get a rating. Wait, please. <laughs> do a little do a little morning zoo radio show. Do a little morning zoo years. radio. <laughs> for about four years. Four years. <laughs> he couldn't pronounce uh, Kyle Higashioka's name today. Oh no. He called him Higgywawa. Higgywawa. He couldn't pronounce his name. But um but yeah, he had Steve. Kobe Brisket. <laughs> yeah. It, he called a uh, D uh what's his name? Metcalf, DK Metcalf, oh, DK. Derek Metcalf, yeah. and he called uh, uh, Kenny Pickett, uh, Kyle Pickett, which was hilarious. But, <laughs> He's uh, done so. Much. You know what? I I did that on the show once. I called Kenny Pickett Kyle Pickett. Yeah, <laughs> but, she did. Uh, yeah, I'm getting off the beaten path. But anyway, about the Bengals game, uh, this is this is a litmus test for the Bengals. You know, just like how their game was a litmus test for the Dolphins, their game was a litmus test for the Bengals. Got a few extra days off, plus a few hours off because you play Sunday night. Road game, you took care of business in Baltimore, 1 o'clock last October. Now you got to go there. Ravens riding a five-game home losing streak. Prime time, Sunday night football. Ravens wearing an all-black alternate unis. The crowd's going to be bumping. It's going to be in with divisional game, welcoming welcoming the uh, defending AFC champions. And you know the Ravens in the back of their mind. They got the the Bengals not only beat the Ravens last year, they embarrassed them twice. And you mm-hmm. know the Ravens aren't going to aren't going to forget that. So the Bengals got to be prepared to fire the first punch. Got to be prepared to be clicking on all cylinders. Although with the way that the Ravens have been playing, if they fall behind seventeen three, I got to be honest with you. I pro- depending on how the game goes, if they go seventeen three, just because their offense is just stagnant and they can't get anything going, and their offense is just stuck in the mud. 
I wouldn't be too concerned because the Ravens, you know, blowing leads left and right. Now, watch me say all this, and all of a sudden they blow us out 31 to 3. But uh, but hopefully that doesn't happen. But I, I'm looking forward to this game. You know, Ravens fans love to talk hella, especially to me because they know who. Not everybody knows who I am, but but you know the people that know me know I'm a Bengals fan. They love to talk hella crap. Like man, they start talking crap on Sunday night. Like I'm like. Y'all just lost the Buffalo. Like, can y'all like simmer down the trash talk before you start talking? Before you start with me, but they love, they love to crank up the trash. Like Jimmy's famous seafood on um, uh, last week started like trash talk, and I replied to him. I was like, <laughs> I was like, damn, y'all starting out the trash talk already, and they gave me like one of those like confident head nod slide brows. I was like, okay. I, I tell you, I don't. This uh, this doesn't get talked about a lot because the fan base kind of gets lost in the shuffle. But you want to talk about an arrogant, cocky fan base? The Baltimore Ravens fans mm-hmm. are—they're good fans, but they are—they are some cocky They are some cocky, arrogant SOBs, boy. Let oh, me yeah. tell you something. And, and they and they let you know about it too. They let they let they let you know. And in fairness to them, they've they've been a win up. They've they've won, and they've been a uh, a franchise that's produced. Granted, their last championship was ten years ago as well. So the class, you know, tick 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 ticking away with that. But they are they are they are cocky. They are a cocky fan base. And to, and for kickers, you know, you will have a Nelly singing his a uh, one lone hit from twenty years ago, hot in here. At halftime during the game, so oh, it should geez. be a it should be a kicker too. Hopefully, yeah. I'll be there uh, come Sunday night. Oh, oh, nice, nice, that'd be nice. Make sure I'm there. I was, yeah. You kind of said it, Josh. Say, the Ravens have been a very good franchise for the past like fifteen to twenty years, always in the mix. Um, if I know, I don't know if you listen all the time, but me and Ruick, we've gone back and forth about Lamar Jackson, um, about. We don't think he is a great quarterback. You know, he does lack a little bit in the passing department. Um, We want to get your thoughts on Lamar, especially this year. The guy has been playing at an MVP level the first three games. Maybe not Sunday against Buffalo, but what are your thoughts on Lamar and how he's played so far this season? Lamar Jackson is a top 10 quarterback in the National Football League. Is he top five? No, but he is top 10 and he has the skill set and the talent. Not necessarily he is this, but he has a skill set and a talent that could end up being a top five quarterback if he keeps it up. Um, he's thrown the ball a lot better now than uh, a lot better now, at least thus far this season. Than he has in the past. His accuracy has improved. He leads the league in touchdown passes at the position, which I think speaks volumes. I mean, not Allen, not Mahomes, not Rodgers, not Brady. He's leading the league in touchdown passes. I, that that that's, that says something to me. I think he's a very good quarterback. I think he is a talented, transcendent, uh, sensational quarterback. The problem with him, though, and the Lamar Jackson groupies get upset and get their feathers in a bunch, no pun intended, whenever the dogs of the world say this, but you can't deny the facts. You got to go. You got to take your emotions out of it. And look at the facts, the data, the statistics. Bottom line is that Lamar Jackson is what? One and two, one and three in playoff games. I mean, you can't you, you cannot deny that. 
I understand that this that is not the end or be all of his career. I understand he still has time left for him to change that. But as of right now, you got a list of quarterbacks you can pick from to get you to a Super Bowl and a list of quarterbacks that you don't want to take you to a Super Bowl. As of right now, Lamar is on the list of the ones of ones that you don't versus the ones that you do. And that's not a personal knock on him. It's just the way it's been thus far. The best way for Lamar Jackson to change that is to find a way to get into the playoffs and put the, and put together a playoff run. That's it. You know, nothing to get in your feelings about. It's he's a great regular season quarterback who's tremendously talented, but he's yet to do X, Y, and Z. And you can't get in your emotions and be like, well, this and you're saying that because you're a hater and 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 you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know ball and. But no, the bottom line is just that he he hasn't he hasn't done what it takes. Now, in fairness to Lamar Jackson, there is a, a there is a player that gets puffed up a lot by the media uh, and by the football fan nationally that I don't think deserves it as much as they've gotten, and that's Josh Allen. And I tell you this mm. because Josh Allen, I, t- I tell you why, Josh Allen has yet to win a road playoff game. He's owing to at least Lamar Jackson's won a road playoff game. Josh Allen is is three up. He's what he's played three playoff games and has three road playoff games and has lost all three of them. That matters. The, the same way people. That's the thing. I that's that's my main point. It's about the fairness and being and being fair with your argument. We can't sit up here and criticize Lamar Jackson yet. Josh Allen. You know, is basically the second is basically Jesus in a Buffalo Bills uniform, and he hasn't <laughs> and he hasn't won a road playoff game. I mean, we we got to be fair. He's zero three in road playoff games, and yes, he yes. and Lamar Jackson have both been to the same amount of Super Bowls, and that's zero. Yes. So we got to we got to call like we see it. Do you think that performance in Kansas City, even in a losing effort, is why people might have a different opinion about Lamar and Josh? I think people have a different feeling between Lamar and Josh because Josh Allen, although he can run with the football, he fits more of the prototypical build of a quarterback than Lamar Jackson does. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it comes back down to that. And, you know, as and I don't mean to, like, take it you know, seriously and have this conversation veer off to the right, but I think. Uh, you know, with some people, not all, but I think with some people, I think race kind of pl- plays not a huge part, but it does play a a a a a some a a vital role in the conversation. But I look at it as just two quarter, two very good quarterbacks that are multifaceted, multi-talented. And all I'm just saying is that when you criticize and you look at and you compare and contrast your body of work. Regular season aside, regular season, I think we can you know, agree, albeit Josh Allen has won MVP, yet that Allen, you know, is a better player than uh, Lamar Jackson is. But when we come, but when we try to make Josh Allen something that he isn't, when we you know hold Lamar Jackson's feet to the fire forever, you know, we gotta be what, the the consistency is what I'm asking for. The, what I see is that there's, and that's part of the reason why it drove me crazy. 
where people were pounding the drum with the Bills Mafia, picking them to win the, picking them to win and go to the Super, picking them to go to and win the Super Bowl. Like, hold on, Sean McDermott in his career, Buffalo Bills head coach is 0-4 in road playoff games. Josh Allen is 0-3. Like, like we, we, like we, 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 we can, we cannot ignore that and just say, oh, because of the Buffalo Bills and the fan base and the four Super Bowl losses in the '90s, and give them sympathy points, and all of a sudden make them a shoe and automatic to go to yeah. Super Bowl. Like, no, like they have their problems, they have shortcomings. There was a stat that I came across, and I'm gonna see if I can go over here and find it. There is a glaring stat. That when I read it to you, you'll say to yourself, "That's not what a super, that's not the likes of a Super Bowl champion." Okay, uh, it was this one right here. The Buffalo Bills are one and seven in one possession game since the start of last year. Oh, yeah. One and seven. Oh. Super Bowl championship level football teams don't crumble like a poorly baked cookie. When the pressure is when the pressure rises and when the game is tight and the seconds get close. Super Bowl championship teams, I don't care who you is, don't allow Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs to march down the field in 13 seconds. They don't do it. And when they get the <laughs> kick to begin the overtime period, they find a way and they get Mahomes and the defense and the Kansas City Chiefs offense the hell off the field. They don't sit up yeah. there and crumble like a cheap tent, allow Travis Kelsey and, and Mahomes and Hill to go nuts. And then kick and scream and cry to Daddy Roger Goodell, begging them to change the overtime rules. Like, no, you know what the Bengals did the following week, and I hate to to make this about the Bengals, but it's but it's an accurate point and it applies in this conversation. The Bengals lost the overtime toss, and you know what they did? They went there and they played defense, and they made Mahomes make a mistake. Yep. When, when, can the Buffalo Bills for once quit the woe is me and and just and and cry in, in the Crimea River with the violin music and just buckle your chin strap, get down and knit and get gritty with it and take what the hell you think is rightfully yours? If you think you deserve to go to Super Bowl, if you think you believe you're a better team than Kansas City, then damn it, prove it to me. And I haven't seen it from this team in the last few years. And then everybody and their mother rides their jock all the way to the Super Bowl just because they're the Buffalo Bills and they haven't won anything in their franchise history. You know what, Jai? And I'll let you talk. We keep going, Jai. Um, The Bills fans are probably getting up there with the Cowboys fans because they're crying again the week when they lost to the Dolphins about – Oh, it was too hot, and we didn't have shade and no air conditioning. I, I can't. I can't. I, I hate to cut you off. I can't listen to that. I, 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 I can't neither, listen neither to that. Neither can I. It, it, Dolphins, it is, right? It is Miami in September, okay, when when the Miami Dolphins of the world and the Jacksonville Jaguars and all the teams that play in the southeast part of the United States and some that play out on the West Coast have to come into your building and freeze themselves to death. Playing playing football games in December and January, I want to hear shit. Okay, if, <laughs> if, if 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 it's fair enough for them to come to your building in 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 the doldrums of the winter time and freeze when the wind is swirling at fifty miles an hour and it's snowing sideways, I don't want to hear it. It's September in Miami. Would you expect to get there and it'd be fifty five degrees with a nice gentle breeze? I mean, give me a break. <laughs> Last time I checked, Florida in September is no different than Florida in July. I mean, <laughs> it, it, and the NFL did you guys a favor because it wasn't like you guys like 
because it wasn't like Buffalo had to come up. And this is what always, most of the time, what gets the Patriots in trouble when they go down there. This year, notwithstanding, because because they, they played them in Miami Week One. But what historically has gotten the the Patriots in trouble when they play down in Miami is that they get used to playing in the cold, frigid temperatures for about a month and a half, two months. Then all of a sudden, they have to go fly down to Florida and play in in conditions that they haven't you know, played and had done any football out, football activities in since yeah. training camp. And it, and it's like, it's a culture shock to them. This mm-hmm. game between Buffalo and Miami was like the third game of the week. It was yep. third game into the new season. It still was relatively warm with summer-like weather for the most part nationwide around the country. I don't hear any excuses about the heat and humidity. It is Miami freaking Florida. It's hot and it's humid and it's sticky in September. Get the French toast used to it. Yep. One thousand percent. Love it. I'm with you. I'm with you, Jai. Go ahead, Brooke. No, I got nothing else. Literally. Got nothing else. That's that's what um, it is. Yes. We've kind of gone off on what you know we usually do on the show, but I think I love had it. a great I love it. I've had a great time having you on, Jai. You're more than welcome. You want to keep them around for picks? I don't even, what, what do you want to get into? I was ready to wrap no, it up. No, picks. <laughs> we picks haven't done our picks. picks for this week. We we suck at the picks. So. I, that's the point. <laughs> it's the best part because we're fucking idiots. I wasn't even going to get into the picks. I just wanted to know. Right. We didn't really get to talk about your Eagles. They won. They played the I don't Cardinals. Give a shit. I don't oh, give a God. shit. Just keep them away from me. Keep them okay. away from me. I'm I'm no. being serious. Like this is so. I I love all this fucking national attention. Yeah, the Eagles. Yeah, the Eagles. And I know that fucking bad chick is fucking calling me out. Like like oh, I used a bad example. No no no. The point was the last time that I really had hope and and prayers and was like and was feeling good about myself. The whole entire what what could have happened and should have happened didn't. But the whole entire fucking weight of the season fell on me when fucking. Carson Wentz went out with an ACL injury, and you knew it right away. The whole fucking weight of the of the season collapsed on me. I'm like, great, there it is, there it is, it's gone. And we weren't supposed to win that fucking. We weren't even supposed to beat the fucking Falcons. But Julio Jones can't fucking jump high enough because Matt Ryan can complete him the ball. You did, you did though, kick the Vikings' teeth in, let's be fair. Oh, yeah, we did. We did. Because we had such confidence after that game. We weren't supposed to win that fucking that Falcons game. No way. Was, can wasn't you the, imagine was it the we Vikings were... game? Wasn't can... that the famous, or was it the Vikings, the, the Super Bowl win, Babchick, the famous, and we still supposed to believe. Yeah, that was it. That Nick... And are we still supposed <laughs> to believe that uh, Nick Foles going to do it again in the Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that no. that point, but that point, the week before, also, I I really think that that had something to do with it. Was the miracle at, at uh, against uh, the Minneapolis miracle? Yeah, the Minneapolis miracle. When fucking <laughs> Lattimore didn't remember how to fucking tackle. Well, Marcus Williams, but it was funny. We were so yes. close to having a Jaguars. And Viking Super Bowl. Oh God! Like, oh, the, like, do we like not? Do we ignore that? How we were so <laughs> close to having a having the. You think think about the starting quarterbacks that championship Sunday. Blake it was Bortles. Case Keenum, Nick Foles, Blake Bortles, and. That was oh. 
Oh, like, that's disgusting. That, wow, that's that was cool. such a fucked year. That was such a fucked year. I, I, I still, like, this is, this is what I feel. I feel, I'm just waiting for that to come around. Because I, it, even the other Super Bowl with Donovan McNabb and, Brest, and Westbrook and Dawkins and fucking everybody else, Jeremiah Trotter, all those guys. What happened? T.O. goes out with a fucking knee injury and plays on one leg. And we still lose. We still that's lose. Cool. That's Donovan McNabb and full read, not knowing how to manage a game clock. Right? And he's throwing up on the sidelines. I mean, th- yeah. this is what I'm waiting for. A fucking... This is what I'm waiting for. And everybody calls me paranoid. Around. No, I just I just learned from history. History repeats itself. So it's going to happen again. It's going to happen again. If this happens where Gardner Minshew is in there and we got a fucking playoff game coming up, I don't have as much faith in Gardner Minshew as I do in fucking Nick Foles. I didn't have that much faith in Nick Foles. Oh, man. I have a little rant real quick before we get you know get to the end. And get you guys' an opinion on this. I mean, can we can we talk to NFL scheduling and you know even out the games a little bit? Nine one o'clock games and three games at four thirty. I don't like, oh, yeah. get that either. Like, like I can, saw I saw the list of schedule of games that was on on Sunday. I say, you know what? Let me change my clothes and just clean both bathrooms in my house. Just have the games on in the bathroom, and I never do that. Like I, from one to seven thirty, I do not move a muscle on Sundays. But like, it, it, like the fact that there was like so little games and the quality of the games were like that bad, I was like, I, I, I got to do something productive. If I, if I miss out on the uh, on a snoozer between the between the Patriots and the Packers, I'll live. But I mean, look, look, look at these games. I mean. They got to be able to fucking to put at least six at the four o'clock. Well, so, that, that five. I think five is a, you want to have more in the, at the one o'clock. That's fine. But can we have five? Is five too much to ask for? Especially like you said, when Jai, you said we have nine games at one o'clock. Nine. It's not like we only have four games. We have nine and only three in the afternoon. Why can't I get two more and get seven and five? You still want more in the one o'clock hour, right? That's fine. We could do seven, seven games at one o'clock, and five at four o'clock. And like you said, the games, the quality. I've got Cowboys and Rams, Eagles, Cardinals, and the 49ers and the Panthers. Oh God! I like, didn't realize that was, a, that's the late slate. Yes, that yeah. is the late slate. Oh my God! Also, what happened to the Jets and the Giants not playing at the same fucking time? I know, Ruick, you don't give a shit. But they're I remember not. growing up. Giants no, are playing. Well, that's Giants just because in they're in London. But every yeah. week they usually both play at one o'clock. I remember growing up as a kid. Oh, Giants, yeah. that's one of them played the at fucking, one. That's out the fucking window. They both suck. I know, but it used to be one played at one and one played at four. They never played at the same time. What's yeah, what? Well, come on. You can't they do. You can't same, do that. Oh, they played at the same time last week. Yeah, I know, but, but isn't that isn't that ridiculous? But you Giants, can't do that right? because because the national game is. Fox and the fucking the, the Giants are on Fox. You can't fuck over New York to watch, like you said, the Packers and the Patriots. I know it's just ridiculous. They should, they should both be on at different times, never at one o'clock, never at the same time. 
How, how many people have two different fucking TVs and streaming devices and tablets and fucking and, and Sirius XM that they can plug into there? I got I got so many cords coming out of me on Sunday that I look like I'm, uh, I, I got I look like I'm in fucking urgent like like critical condition. I got yeah, something in my ear. I got two TVs going. I got I got my phone on the charger. I got the fucking remotes going. I'm a mess. I mean, this is what everybody keeps saying, too, also about about the streaming. Like, yeah, no shit. That's the way of the future. How many people, oh, I can't watch this and, and then watch this at the same time. Oh, there's this there's this going on, and I got to watch this. Guess what? Everybody has two TVs. Everybody has a fucking Roku or, or a Fire Stick or whatever. It's not that difficult. It's, you're right, it's not, dog but it's could, still. Dog couldn't watch the Thursday night game because he said his internet went out and he couldn't watch it because the stream <laughs> was bad. <laughs> oh, uh, man. But I, I, I get that. The only, the biggest quibble, though, I have about the streaming, not really because of, like, the fact that it's streaming. I just don't like the fact that, like, for instance, on Apple TV, right, Two and a half, three weeks ago, the Orioles, when they were still in contention for some ungodly reason, were playing the Blue Jays on Apple TV on a Friday night. When I watch sports when I'm at home and I have the luxury to do it and the house isn't packed and everything, I like to watch sports on TV unless there's more than one sporting event that's on. The TVs that I have in my house, only one of them is recent enough with their smart TV software to where I to where the Apple TV app is on the TV. Yeah. Only one TV. I have a Roku, yes, which I'll get to, but the TV <laughs> in my family room doesn't didn't have the app on it. And the TV in the kitchen in like the little kitchen living room that doesn't have a door to separate the two it has the apple tv app on it but for some ungodly reason i couldn't watch like the game didn't come up on the app on that specific tv and i want to watch sports on an actual tv not on my phone or my ipad or my computer unless i have to so that's like the only thing with streaming with me that bothers me is that if there's not an option for me to watch it and and for like there to be broadcasted on an app on a smart TV where I can watch it on TV as if I'm watching on a regular cable, that that part annoys me because I don't want to have to carry around and drain my phone and iPad battery to watch a <laughs> three and a half hour baseball game. I'm just well, what about um, what kind of phone do you have, Jot? You have an Apple? Yeah, I actually it's funny I updated mine around this time last month. Uh, dropped five hundred dollars to buy myself a uh, an iPhone twelve, which I love. Okay. And, it, and the only reason why I have this is because I literally went Tom Brady on a Microsoft Surface with my iPhone eight plus back in uh, back in May. You think you guys think I'm joking? Like I I, I don't. Thing, it's just funny. It's funny. <laughs> this thing is like broken to shreds. And I broke it back oh, yeah. in back in May, and like all throughout the summer, I had to use like this old uh, iPhone six, which barely wow. worked. Wow. Yeah. What? Um. Can't you hook your computer up to the TV with like an HDMI cable, Jai? I can, but where the hell am I going to put my computer? There is li- <laughs> there is literally like in the family room. I give you my TV scenario. In okay. the fam <laughs> in the family room in my house, 
the TV is casted upon the wall, but the actual cable box itself, the wire, the cable wire is stapled in like these little grooves in the ceiling where you can't see them. They're stapled and they run themselves all the way back along the wall to connect it to the cable box to the connect okay. that's inside of our little entertainment cabinet. So if I wanted to cast it to the TV, it'd have to literally just be that. Da- I literally have to hold it because there's no like <laughs> TV set little dining thingamajig to, you know, to put crap on it in order for it to hold it. The TV down that's in the living room kitchen area, there's no table. And the one little shelf that we have that holds our little four-inch Files TV box, that's barely big enough to hold the freaking Files TV box. So I can't put uh. it on that. It's not big enough. And then the one in the, uh, in the little converted patio room that we have... Um, there's nothing for me to like lay crap on there either it, uh, because the TV box is like mounted behind the actual oh, yeah. TV. Like there's like there's no boxes and like nothing that's like sitting directly underneath the television. So yeah, like uh, so if I wanted so if I wanted nice. to, like cast something from my computer, not that I would because I have my iPad and my phone, but if I did, I'd have to like either hold it the whole time or ask somebody to hold my computer for me unless I want my $1,000 computer to end up crashing on the floor. <laughs> Can't have that. No, uh, it's it's a fun. fucking mess. But, like, it's... it's There's so many different means and methods of getting the, getting the games now. I, I don't want to hear it. I understand, like, Dog and all these other old people are like, oh, I can't watch the game. I, yeah, I, well, call somebody young and they'll figure it out for you. <laughs> you know, my grandmother, my, my grandmother calls calls me over once a week. That dog sat on the remote again. I can't get back to back to. All she has to do is hit <laughs> is hit input and go go back to HDMI one. I swear to God, every time the dog sat on the remote, and she's like oh, like she's across the street. But it's like it's like uh, yeah, I'll be over in five minutes, and she's just sitting there with with static going. <sighs> I'm like, can, can you turn the, the, the volume down at least? Oh, I didn't realize. Oh. <laughs> Wait, Ruick, do you in that video that you shot where you cussed out City Field, is that from your house? Where is that? No, that's from the job site. I was working at LaGuardia the last two days, and I couldn't even look to my left because that's where that fucking stadium is, and I'm so fucking pissed. <laughs> Yeah, that's real close. You, that's real. LaGuardia is real close to the damn. Oh, literally yeah. a five-minute drive. <laughs> Oh, I would have been. Oh, I would have I been pissed too. You, if you could see City Field from your bedroom window. Oh my God, no! I would, oh. I'm, I'm, I'm about, I'm about thirty miles away from there, but it's like six hours with traffic. So. I mean, it could be worse. You could be me and live thirty minutes from Memorial Park and having to be reminded of every heartbreaking <laughs> yeah. law. You know, today was six years ago today. Where they didn't put, where Buck didn't put in Zach Britton and left out Ubaldo f- mother bleeping Jimenez <laughs> oh, to give yeah. up that cookie to end with Encarnacion. I literally like looked at the TV with a blank stare. I, I even remember the words I said as soon as he even made contact. <laughs> and I and I said these three words and I and I literally never say these words. Like it's just not a part of my vernacular. <laughs> I, as soon as that ball was hit and I saw the look on Matt Weeder's face. Walking to the dugout, I literally said these three words and then went to bed. Oh my god! <laughs> and just went to bed like I, I and I like cried when we lost the pennant 
to the Royals two years prior. Oh, I, didn't yeah. even, I was like, are you kidding me? Like our, our season is going to end like this. Like mm-hmm. I, I was so pissed off. I, I was like, I, that was that, that, that you want every sport, about? every sports fan has that heartbreak where you're just like, you motherfuckers. It's that losing game four against the Royals. And then now of course, losing the Super Bowl are like the three worst losses I've ever experienced. Losing the Super Bowl was like a similar feeling. Cause it was like, I, my, like my, my body just went numb. Like I remember watching Aaron Donald drag Burl to the ground, turning my head, gav- like picking my phone up, my head resting on the couch. I think I remember like I threw my hat down out of like general frustration, picked it up, walked upstairs, took off my Bengals jersey, and literally sat on my couch for like 45 minutes shirtless, staring at the ceiling. <laughs> Mine, mine is mine is watching watching an inside the park home run game one of the World Series. The Mets. Alcides Escobar. Yeah. Yeah. I knew from that moment we're fucked. You're talking about against the Royals, right? Yeah. First, first fucking at bat inside the park home run. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? Mets has that, to me many. That many and times. losing. That and losing and losing one nothing to the Tampa Bay Lightning two years ago, on a goal that sh- had seven men on the ice, should have been reversed. That heart that fucking kills me, kills me, kills me. But yeah, we right, go. let's wrap this motherfucker up. Yes, Jai, go ahead. You plug plug your yeah, show. Plug Jai. your shit, Jai. You're the fucking greatest, man. I love you. <laughs> I appreciate that, guys. The greatest. I'm not. I'm not that great. You know, it's fun. People actually came. You know, asked me, reach out to me on social media. Like, you, they they are like astonished at like what I do, and I don't mean to like sound pretentious, but it's like I just sit up here and just like just talking to a microphone about sports. Like, I'm not like anybody. Like, especially people like like man, what what is your tips? What is what's like the advice that you would give? I'm just like. Just watch sports, know what the hell you're talking about. Do more than like watch the I can't stand the casual sports fans do nothing but just sit on their ass and watch the highlights. Especially with football where it's like literally the easiest sport to follow. Like it's yeah. anyway. But um but it's funny because I jumped on here nearly two hours ago. I'm like right in the middle of a podcast episode. I literally finished recording a segment. Got on my phone, looked on Twitter, saw that this started, and then just hopped on because I hadn't been on in a while. So I haven't. Yeah. Uh, so I'm act- so my audience is suffering. My, the Mike and the OCs of the world are going to have to wait a couple of extra because I'm sitting here talking to you guys about Nick Sirianni and the, uh, and the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> well, it's always we always appreciate it. No, no yes, worries. We, thank man. you, Jai. I'd, I'd like to be on more often, but it's like you know, just get so damn busy, and I just lose. I just trust you know, me. We stuff. we didn't even do we didn't even do it last week because Sarge yeah. was Sarge is on an assignment. I didn't even watch the games because I was delayed in in Vegas for fucking. I didn't get home until one o'clock in the morning on on Monday morning. Well, that must have sucked. Yeah, it was horrible. I was watching Red Zone on my phone, and it actually died in the airport. I oh. real quick before I plug, is it me or is NFL Red Zone a little overrated? 
Oh, no, I love Ooh. it. I love it. That's a hot take. That's a hot take and a half. Yeah, that is a hot take. I, th- I think the thing about it, no rhythm, no flow of the games. They get swapped every single five oh, seconds. Not every single game is shown. Would you rather have that or rather, when it works, granted, have a, have a select up to four if it's on mobile or up to eight if you actually have the reg TV with the Sunday ticket? I'd rather okay. have I w- I've been watching football via Sunday ticket since 2020. I don't know what the hell took me this long. It is so <laughs> much better watching football through Sunday ticket than it is red zone. It's not it's not even close. And I lived and died by a red zone because unless the Bengals had like a Monday night game or a Thursday night or were playing the Ravens, or I lucked out and it, and you know they were playing a game that was shown in our you know on the local CBS station here in Baltimore, I'd have to rely on red zone to watch the Bengals play. So, so I, I might be I might be lucky like that because I like sometimes the Eagles are just on here because it's so close to Philly. Yeah. yeah. So here's what I'll say what about Jai you? is for the Jets, I need to watch the I don't I couldn't just watch them on red zone. I need to watch the whole game because I need like you said, I need the flow to see the whole flow of the game all the plays. You know, I don't want to just get Oh, now all of a sudden they're in the red zone. Well, how did they get there? How does Zach Wilson and the defense look throughout right. the whole game instead of just right? Especially mm-hmm. like with my show, it's like I just came like, oh well, such and such guys. Like, no, I got to like explain a drive, explain like a key third and thirteen play, and I can't get that, you know, with Scott Hansen yammering and then hearing <laughs> and then watching highlights of some game that nobody cares about but just because it's in the five inside the five yard line we got to spend 20 minutes i can't yeah. no <laughs> yeah. give me the so, sunday so, ticket yeah. with all of its flaws yeah so for me for the jet for the jets i want to watch the whole game but for the rest of the league i i enjoy the red zone especially like in the afternoon games you basically get to watch especially when it's only three games you basically get to watch all three games because they're switching so much and there's only three games to go to that when a one game's out of commercial, they have to go to the other one. So in that sense, especially the, the four o'clock slate, it's almost, you basically get to watch almost the whole game for all, all the games in the four yeah. o'clock and the one o'clock. True. It's the one o'clock. It's insane because there's just so many games and you're, it's like nonstop, especially when they get to the end of those games, it, I feel like they're jumping every three seconds. Right, you know, it, exactly. There's no rhythm. Yeah. There's no flow. Yeah. So, yep. go ahead. Give us the plugs, Jai. Thanks. Thank you again for joining us. Yeah, I had a gr- wonderful no, time, man. No problem. I enjoy myself as well. Name of the show, if you're new uh, over here around these parts, is the Amtelakatiyas podcast, hosted by yours truly, Jai Shields. Can find my uh, podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and of course on this very platform uh, here on uh, Spotify. You can follow the show on Twitter at Amatel underscore it T I is, and the show on Instagram at Amatel it underscore podcast. New episodes during the football season every Tuesday, at least for this week, it'll be Tuesday night. And uh, Friday <laughs> afternoons to preview the NFL, uh, the preview the NFL season, and Tuesdays are typically the uh, recap shows. It's for the NFL, and it's going to be a lot trickier now because now I'm gonna have to like juggle the MLB postseason 
with the foot with football at the same yeah. time. So yep. it's gonna so it's gonna be you know so October is always a challenging month, and then I also have to dedicate at least one block segment of my show to the NBA at least when the season starts. Uh, because I am an NBA fan, but it's like That's in a I couple weeks, watch, yeah, I, I, October I for you. I cannot watch NBA baseball, or excuse me, NBA baseball, NBA <laughs> basketball. Uh, when 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 you got baseball, when it's the baseball playoffs and football is in the thick of it, like I I I can't. I like, don't blame talk you. Talk to me after <laughs> talk me after Thanksgiving. Like I I cannot. <laughs> Watch and everybody like within the like the younger audience and the younger people within the sports media business getting all excited because it's NBA because NBA story. I'm like guys, like really, like <laughs> like you're gonna get your jollies off and get all excited over NBA basketball in freaking October. Like I like the first night of the season. I grant you, but it's like unless you unless you really like have a favorite NBA team that you love more than your favorite NFL team. Like there is really like no explanation to be head over heels deep end of the pool with NBA basketball in October. Like I just none. Like the season literally ended three months ago, and we're playing games again. Yeah, I know. Football, never ends. Football. It's like soccer. Ends, football. Yeah. The season ends in February. We'll see you in a new season seven months later in September. Baseball. Yeah. The season in most years ends in October. We'll see you at the beginning of spring. Of the next calendar year, like I, especially with basketball, with the load management, and it's just like I understand. Cut the schedule down to sixty-something games. Start the season at the earliest in mid-November, and just like avoid October by all costs. Just avoid it, because think of think about it. Look at it this way logically. I put it to you in where the goats can get it for you, New Yorkers. Would you rather watch and just you know for and for the conventional New York sports fan, you know, not like you know, Ruick, you're you're the outlier where you, oh, know, yeah. you have New York where your hockey and your baseball teams in New York, but your football teams fill it up. I mean, like the conventional New York sports fan, where all of their teams, you know, are New York based. Would you rat? Are you more into? Would you be more into the Yankees? Or the the Yankees or the Mets playing playoff games during the week, and then have the Jets and Giants to consume your Sundays, along with what other, uh, along with along with if the Yankees or the Mets have a playoff game on a Sunday afternoon or Sunday night, or would you would or do that take top priority, or does it take the Brooklyn Nets who can't get out of their own way? <laughs> with, with Kyrie Irving and his just and his just debauchery and just just distraction of a human being existence or or the New York Knicks that that, that are just a cancer like what like what would you rather watch your favorite right. team and your favorite team your favorite team within the country's most popular sport along with the baseball playoffs that you've dedicated hours upon hours upon hours since April watching right. or or a long basketball season that 60% of the league doesn't, 60% of the players don't give a crap about because they piss on it and they load manage and and, and the games really don't even matter until the, until like around Christmas, like you gotta like pick your poison in that situation. It's like, Oh, the NBA, 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 like they sit me and hype up all NBA tip off. They literally have two games on. It's so ridiculous. (laughs) you can't season, get me hyped for the beginning of it's not like football yeah. where it's just the one game. Like you cannot get me hyped for the tip off of the new season and then give me two games. 
literally the only literally the only thing that I'm looking forward to about ba- and the only positive about basketball starting in October is that I can just record inside the NBA and just watch it. Just so I can, so if I can like get like a basketball fix, I can just watch them for an hour and just like get the and just get the gist and the meat and potatoes until the baseball season's over, and then I'll start to care. But yeah. it's like the fact that their season starts in October is is just it's just really just dumb and just purely asinine. I do I don't get it. I really really don't get it. And and like and like there's no positive storylines. Okay, fine. Donovan Mitchell in Cleveland. Okay, that's great. But the but I mean the Nets. That's that's a negative. The Lakers with the, with you know putting together that excuse me that old team that they have. I mean that's a negative yeah. story. The Clippers who never went and Kawhi Leonard who I who I love as a player he never plays. But it's it's like when is an, the the Celtics with you? We got to talk about that. Ime Udoka, what is y'all talking about? We couldn't end the I show have no without idea. talking like, about the Ime Udoka thing. I got to hear you guys' two cents on this. They the whole thing with that is like we have to wait until everything comes out because. What it seems like is this guy was like like a, a serial rapist. It sounds like like he committed the worst crimes ever. Because there's people on Twitter saying, "Wait till you hear what comes out," because it's not good for him to get a year suspension. Something definitely had to go wrong. He wasn't just a horny man. Bonk, go to jail. Go to horny jail. Like it's something he did. Something. I I thought he had a consensual relationship with this woman did he but not But that doesn't justify no because there's I'm some people that are saying I'm... like there's some people saying like some shit went down and we don't like wait until the details come out yeah I, is am i wrong in that though john was originally is it's he they had a consensual relationship in yes. this employee correct it, it is it is being at least on the surface at the moment it is just being blown way out of proportion that a coach of an nba team essentially had an in-house affair Okay. And all and all of the people, uh, I hate to say it, but all the people amongst uh, my brethren, one Ime Udoka burned at the stake because how dare he cheat on Neil Long? I'm like <laughs> Jay Z cheated on Beyonce. Kim Kardashian's <laughs> been married five times. J Lo's been married five times. Like, can we stop with the premise that be- that 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 beautiful, rich, famous women are above are are above infidelity? <laughs> yes. Like can, I, like, can we stop that? Like, Giselle is literally about to sign off on the divorce papers right now. Like, and lose like money. where do we get off where we think that just because someone we bear as a goddess is a, is above being mistreated? They're human yeah. beings, a part of this screwed up uh, human race, like everybody else. Ain't nobody above getting screwed over more than the next. So yeah. Stop. Yeah. It. I guess that's Please. my thing is. If they had a consensual relationship and she was already on the staff and he didn't get he didn't hire her because they were sleeping together and then he didn't get her a promotion, I understand like should is it maybe inappropriate workplace relations? Yes, but I don't think the guy should be suspended for a year for a consensual relationship. Now, like I said, if he's She's getting special treatment in the organization because of what's going on with her and the coach. And he's like pulling strings to get her, say, 
an, a raise or something like that, then yes, that is wrong. But like I said, if it does come out that he was, a, you know, sexually harassing her and assaulting her, then obviously I I throw all that out the window and he should be fired and all of that. But if it but that's, oh yeah. has, but, that's but not that's what's being reported that, at the moment. But that's the right? thing about this whole thing that bothers me. That's the whole thing that, that, like, if he, if it really comes out that this man was, was basically like a Harvey Weinstein within the Celtics organization, then why not just lead with that? Why not just let that be the end all? Why does it have to be like this weird, like, borderline comical story where essentially a coach got suspended for a year for cheating on his wife? Well, they're not, they're like, not even married. They're not even married him and Neil Long. Whatever, whatever. Right? But, but that's what I'm saying. That, 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 even, that even makes it worse because – anyway. it's with the law, Technically, he's still single, right? Technically, he's still single. So yeah. – <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's, it's Neil Long is 51. I mean, let's be fair. I'm not going to – Use tires, is it not? Wow. I want to ask you this real quick. What, one more question for you, Jai, is um, you threw out the Instagram. Did, were you able to get your Instagram back, or is this a new Instagram handle I was for able you? to get it back. I've had it back, nice. thank God, uh, since uh, February. So it's still the... It's still okay. it's still the same one. Ruick sees me. I sometimes I ran, when yeah. I ran and raved and nearly lost my mind over the Bengals <laughs> and the loss of the Cowboys a few weeks ago. Yeah, I'm still I'm still I'm still on that. I'm still on that. Okay. I just remembered the last time we had you on. Uh, you had it had been lost and you were like hey, you got contacting a free them. At- what? He got a Mercedes. That was the whole thing. Oh, that was yeah. That guy, that's funny. <laughs> I, I could go off on like Instagram and Zuckerberg, and it's not even like worth <laughs> yeah, it. No, we don't need to. We don't need to do all that. All right. Well, Jai, again, thank you so much for joining yeah, us. Uh, I'll talk to really Mike in the OC. It. Tell him we said hi. I, I yes. will tell Mike and the <laughs> Mike and the OC. Still trying to convince this little uh, group chat that I'm in on Twitter. Uh, with the shine on sports cars, trying to convince us that uh, that 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 Otani still has a chance in the Halloween. Oh, he's an idiot. He's I, I such a know. homer. Uh, well, just, I'll say this: o- Otani is having an all-time judge, season as well, but the season that Judge is having is just out of this world. Yeah. Any any other year, Otani would be the MVP, but you Listen, know the guy's going to win the tri- the guy's probably going to win the triple crown. No, he, he's, well, he's not. He's not because the Twins guy, they benched him. So I think it's the average uh, he won't get. But so. he's that close. It, yes. He's, he's, he's got the M- it. Yes. I mean, he's the MVP. I'm just saying we, we're seeing two players have two seasons that I think we've never seen in the history of baseball, and it is it is pretty remarkable. But you also can't be MVP when your team is 30 games out of a fucking playoff position. You can't. Right. You can't. Even if it is baseball, like you, you can't. Missing the playoffs and like being eighty two, being like eighty and eighty two is one thing. When mm. that team is that bad, like yep. it's like why are we even having a conversation at this point? Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Oh, real quick before we say goodnight, I got <laughs> okay. a homework. I know I've said this about like three times, but this time I mean it. You know, I got a homework assignment for you guys. Yeah. Go ahead. You ever? Uh, you guys know the artist Prince, right? I was for, formerly known as Prince, yes. Yes. Oh, it's a good one, Ruick. Good one, good one, good one. So basically, I don't know how I got down this rabbit hole, 
but it started out with me watching an old interview with when Dog was on with David Letterman back in the day when he was like <laughs> 31 years of age, <laughs> and it led down to a rabbit hole of of me seeing celebrities interviewed on Letterman, and I came across uh, one that he did with Sid with uh, Cindy Crawford back in the day. I did not realize that Prince wrote a song and named one after her. And oh, Lord yeah. Jesus, the lyric—you people talk about today's like music lyrics being raunchy as hell. That was written back in the '80s. Don't listen to that near your grandmama. That's all I got to say. <laughs> go ahead and go read and read the lyrics of that song. I mean, oh boy, that, that 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 one is a tra- that one is a train ride and a half. I mean, my goodness yeah. gracious me. Wait, oh, guy, we love you. Did you all find her? Did you all where was what? Where were we on her back in the day? Cindy Crawford. Yeah, she smoke was before. Shows. She was before yeah, my yeah. time. Smoke show, yeah. man. Absolute smoke show. Yeah. Absolutely the smoke hottest show. thing. Was she the absolute hottest thing walking? Uh, no, but she was. She was in the conversation. She was definitely top ten. Yeah. Easily. Good to hear smoke y'all's show. heads is on straight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Dog tried. Dog tried. Dog tries to convince me that Rachel Ward essentially is the second coming of freaking uh, of, uh, of Margot Robbie, which is just absolutely oh, just blasphemy. Yeah. God, he's a wild dog. one. That one. <laughs> All right, we want to thank Jai again for joining us. Yeah, Jai, love you, buddy. Appreciate it, man. Love you, it was man. a great time. We didn't do really what we usually do on the show, but I think this was way better. So I really appreciate you coming on. Um, Ruick, anything else before I sign us off? Nope. Just uh, let's go Marlins. Oh my God. (laughs) We're we're up seven, nothing right now. We hit back to back to back to back three, three home runs in a row to lead off the game. Good. Yeah. Maybe the break. Now all of a sudden the fucking bats fucking wake up. Give me a fucking break. (laughs) <laughs> Let's go. Um, we'll be back next week, next Wednesday. We'll actually be on yes. Wednesday next week because I will be back in New Jersey. None of this stuff. I'll be back on normal time. So back next week, 6.30, right here on Spotify Live. Make sure you check us out. You find us on all the regular platforms. So for Jai, for Tyback, for Mike fucking Ruick. This is Drosar and Z, and this is the Wednesday night tailgate where the tailgate party never ends. We hope you guys have a great time. Enjoy the games this weekend. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace. Do a do.